Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 3. Thank you to fucking Nicholas, the dickless cocksucking asshole who killed our buddy Glenn. What the fuck? Glenn is dead. I know all oh, these... Oh, come on. Come on. Do you think he's dead? That that's we'll get all into that, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the recap and review. I'm Phil the Issues Guy. Let's get rid of all the happy horseshit at the beginning. If you want to reach us, jump in the chat room, share your thoughts about what you thought of this episode. Do you think Glenn's really freaking dead? We got a little couple of little spoilers I want to say at the beginning here about stuff to do with Glenn on set and things like that. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, if you want to reach me, you can email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. You can always call 781-990-8509 as we all deal with this crap and see what the hell is really happening in another, I have to say it, another really awesome episode of The Walking Dead. They're three for three for me in this season. They pack so much shit in this episode. And again, it wasn't very Rick heavy, but I like how opposed to a couple seasons ago when Rick wasn't in any episodes, how at least they had him at like throughout the episode and he was an excellent part of the episode as well. But holy shit, the big thing of the night, Glenn is... Glenn apparently is dead because Nicholas is a shithead and shot himself in the head while saying thank you and fell into Glenn and knocked him down. I'm not alone. With me, as always, is Joe Dirty Locks. Joe, so you don't hey. you don't believe that Glenn's dead, right? Let's get it. Let's get it over with. You don't right away? It. No, of course not. Of course, the way the way it was shot, it made it look as though Nick fell on top of Glenn, and it was Nick's intestines getting eviscerate or nick being eviscerated you know but how can there's no way he can get out of there he's he's sure. No sure if we remember back to our zombie uh survival you can like smear yourself down with the guts of the dead zombie right mm -hmm. and as nick turns he will be gushing all over glenn as long as he shuts up and stops screaming he might be able to get out of this okay oh my god and uh i should before we go any further i cannot not mention the most important part, the show within a show, the best part of the live recap. If you're listening to this on our podcast and you're not checking out the live YouTube streams when we do this at 1030 on Sundays right after the episode, the best thing apart about our show is the motherfucking chat. Hey, how's it going, chat? And we got a lot of pe people going crazy with the chat. Glenn is dead. Joe, give me hopes, says Tara Chan. Tell me Glenn's okay. Glenn's my favorite character. Oh, gosh, I don't think anyone's safe. Sam Crow says this was like the Aussie Mandia's episode. I agree in the sense that it was just like, holy shit. And it's in the situations that they were put in. We talk a lot about in The Walking Dead leading up to there where our characters aren't in any danger. This episode was the danger. This There was so much danger rolling around every corner for our characters tonight. And I fucking loved it. Sam Burbia Pictures says, not dead. Okay, let's get this over with. If you're really hinky about spoilers, uh, block your ears right now. I'm going to say something that someone said. Not that now. Right now. Right now. He has been, Glenn, the actor, has has been spotted on set up until as soon as right now, still shooting for the show. So at least, so either they did a complete, super elaborate ruse that just having him around the set and shooting some flashback stuff, or he survived somehow. So, so there's that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going with survive somehow. Pipe dreams, maybe. Right, but no, still going with he's alive. You going with alive? You don't you don't think that they have the guts to kill the guts to kill Glenn right, right away like this? I think there's a couple of characters they're not killing anytime soon that are carrying this show, 
And that's basically our core group that's left. Sans I, like Bob and maybe Sasha. And I, I, I say I say I'm going to the other camp. Like I said, talked about this in my preview of like who I think is going to die this season. I had a feeling Glenn might die this season or Maggie. And I guess it's Glenn. And I'm going to go with what Sam Crow saying. Glenn's dead. Deal with it. I, I don't want it to be true, but... And I'm sorry to everybody that's the, especially you, Terry Chan, that I know you're a Glenn lover, but I just have a feeling like I don't, I personally don't see how he got out of that at all. If he got out of that, I'm going to call major bullshit. Well, I, I think this, that we know that like, what's her name was walking in Michonne walking in herds with a couple of chained up zombies. It's no joke. Joe, before you go any further, blood. it's different. That's different than falling in. We saw the blood and guts rising up over him as he was getting chewed on. Right. But Nick fell on top of him. So you're saying, let me, let me just, I want to plan on. out what you're saying. So you're saying that the blood that we saw surround, surround Glenn was out Nick. Nick's That's blood Nick. and he's yep. going to get covered in camouflage think, with zombie guts. Doing, Here's the thing. Okay. I think they're doing a great job with little foreshadow moments. We're going to start with the machete. And then the first thing we see is the machete come out. Uh, then we hear Michonne saying, you know, in this episode, she says, you don't know what it's like to the other to the other guy she's talking to until you've been covered in your blood and zombie blood. And you don't know what it is. Yours, your friends and you're covered head to toe. You just have no fucking clue. And that's what's going on with, I, with, with my man Glenn right now. I, I, feel, I feel you. And that's why he's screaming because that's like, that's, mm. you know, that's pretty heavy shit. So, Even everything he's been through, like, Joe, I he think just you're... watched Nick pop himself in the head. He's got brain matter all over his face. And now Nick's being just <laughs> ripped apart on top of him. That's what I think. Okay, Joe. Joe Madden says, yeah, Glenn lived. I think Ned, I think Ned Stark's <laughs> alive, too. Nick was on top of him since so in Burberry pictures. You know, Ned Stark might not be alive, but I bet you Jon Snow is. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He had a pretty pretty nasty okay. end too. Holy shit. I I I'm I guess oh god, Joe, I think you're drinking some of the denial juice, but but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I guess if we go by that definition where we don't actually see his body personally being uh, ripped apart. The way they shot it was kind of artsy. And the fact that he's been seen on set could lead that. I could get into your camp a little bit that Glenn could show up unannounced at some point later. But in my I, I'd call a little bit of bullshit. To me, I feel like that was set up. Him uh, saying what he said to Rick on the radio where he called him an idiot or whatever he said to him to harken back to the first time that he really met Rick to bring it full circle. Him saying he really needs to get back to his wife. All of that, I feel like we're leading into Glenn closure stuff. And this was the death of Glenn. I, I'm... No, it was not the death of Glenn. It oh. was not. Glenn gets back alive. <laughs> Glenn gets back alive. We will have no more discussion of it until it is either confirmed dead or alive. <laughs> Sam Verbia pictures. Or we get to the scene later. But no, Glenn is alive. I have spoken. I am the decider. Period. <laughs> okay, the denial juices flow. The, the... Don't make me knife anybody in the back of that. I will knife you and the back of the skull 
for not being a believer. Oh my God. Sam Burberry picture says Google image search says Jesus is on set saying his last rights to Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Riff says <laughs> Jesus himself showed up to yeah, do it. Yeah. My goodness. Riff says, uh, oh my gosh. Uh, yes, brought Ned back as a zombie like his wife. Dark Merlin says, if Le Glenn survives, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through the chat. If Glenn survives this miraculously somehow, he is by far the luckiest character alive because he shouldn't have survived the previous couple of times he almost died. Terra Chan says, to be honest, we kind of sound like Team Delusional. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> Joe, you're, you might lead the uh, Team Delusional. Team Delusional might be sending you so, messages so here's, tonight. Here's the thing. This is the question then, because there's a lot of people, obviously the chat is definitely, you know, Team Dead Glenn. For the most I part, we have a we have a couple. Glenn. We have a couple that are that are, are that are on your side here. Zimberbia pictures. They're holding out. They're holding out, but they probably also believe he's dead too. Like they're just saying, I actually believe he is alive and he's going to show up. There's almost zero doubt in my mind. We didn't have a final foreclosure moment for him. None of that shit. Um, I, I really, truly believe he's going to be alive. I really, truly believe he'll find a way out of this. Remember, you know, even Rick covered himself with a dead zombie when they all poured no, out I, of the. Uh, I know you're banking on the, the cover. I know you're really banking on shame. that, but like, but there was a lot of zombies looking at him, looking him direct in the eye. I, I, okay, I. Well, gonna, the only first off, you got you got one one body on top of him that the zombies that are surrounding him are feeding on. If he can stay quiet enough and still enough, they might not get to him. The other zombies that are behind him aren't going to get to him. They're eventually going to give up. Maybe Rick drives by in the truck or the other car car and motorcycle come through town and draw all the rest of them away. He has a chance of getting out of this. I'm not. Uh, okay, I really let's, think let's... he does. But here's here's my question. My question is: If he does live, is that going to lose viewers? If he dies, is that going to lose viewers? Which way do you think would lose more viewers? Do you think people are going to find it more ridiculous if he lives? I can always or be. I can more just disgusting and and hate for the show because their favorite character died. I can only speak. For, I can only speak for myself. If he lives through this, I'll. I will have a big problem with it. It will. I want him to live because I love Glenn. Don't get me wrong. Glenn is one of my favorite characters, and I'd hate to see him go. I think the show would lose something, but I don't think people are going to stop watching if his character dies in this way because it wasn't his fault. I think it was a real crazy, epic it way wasn't, to die. It wasn't his fault. It doesn't harken back to he didn't kill that fucking prick outside the town. <laughs> well, okay, well, hold up on that. Season. Hold up. Hold up on that because he didn't learn Carl's lesson. <laughs> he should have killed yes he should have killed nick knife to the back of the head we go back to last year's podcasts but let's jump in the chat a little bit as we think about this anna fernanda banana says my heart's broken glenn is so dead nick's a dick and rick is a fucking badass fuck you leftover wolves oh what okay no okay continue fuck you leftover. we have our buddy big motherfucking kev who uh let's open this message if i can get my email to work here my email's freezing up We'll, uh, we'll get back into that in a second. Uh, if Glenn lives, that'll be some cartoon shit, says Sam Crow. Terra Chan says if they wanted to, they could pull it off believably, Phil. I, I would like to see how they could tr how they would do it. Sam Burbia Picture says Joe is right. Even if Glenn does have a chance to live through the situation, it's still far-fetched, unfortunately. Bill says it's so far-fetched that I would not want to watch anymore. Tim says, yeah, you me, me too. I'd still watch, but I'd fault the writing. Would have made it better if Nick pushed Glenn into the walkers and somehow survived. That no, no, that wouldn't have made it better. That just uh, he still dies that way. 
They would have made no sense. Like he, he's not getting away. There's too many for them to be distracted. I think this is the only way. This is the only way Glenn gets out of that is if what's happening is Nick's on top of him getting eaten. Right. No, I hear and, what you're saying. And someone comes up from behind that herd that's on him and distracts the rest and starts pulling everybody that's not already eating on Nick away. Now, Big Kev says, oh, my God, oh, my God, guys, I honestly don't think Glenn died, but I still have a few tears and was sad. I wonder if there's a uh, if there's building his character up even more for the co for the comic book death uh, that to be more brutal. Let's hope there's something we missed and Glenn is not dead. Mother Dick out. So let's hope. And that's something we'll talk about at a later date when we talk into about I maybe do a separate video on Glenn's comic book death. Glenn's like a me. cat. He's got nine lives and we've only seen six gone so far. Uh, you know, maybe six, maybe like four. Oh, more, more like it. Uh, D, D Willis sends us a message. What's up, guys? Thanks for that notification. Uh, that's uh, anyways. Fuck Nicholas, motherfucker. Damn it, damn it, damn, damn, son of a bitch, dick, fucking motherfucker. Feel bad. Shit was on the horizon for Glenn. When the fuck, Mister? Can I hang out with Glenn? Motherfucker wants to tag along on a real mission. We should kill this Nick fucker. Fuck him. Take care, everybody. Be safe. Shout out to the folks that don't pussy out in a crisis like Nick. Thank you, D Willis. Yeah, fuck Nick. Fuck Nick tonight, big time. Fuck him in his ass. Oh, gosh. Uh, the No Bullshit Gamer. I still didn't get a live notification that was set up. Other than that, not listening to the live stream because I haven't seen tonight's episode, but I'll listen to this later. Hi, Phil. Hey, No Bullshit Gamer. Thank you for tuning in. And sorry that shit didn't work. Uh, Al, Red Sox fan, unless the zombies goo saved him. That's what Joe was saying, that hopefully the zombie goo saved Glenn. I don't... It's got to be a combination of the zombie glue. Glue. The zombie goo and... Uh, a distraction to get to get them out of because they're not just going to walk away that but there is only going to be so much that they you know how much do zombies eat before they stop eating mm. are the other zombies going to be able to get through the crowd that's already around him to get at to get at him that's an interesting question about how long that they, how long will they just feed there forever will they be like a dog and eat themselves to death right eat straight through nick and then through glenn as well like <laughs> we've got the we've got the jesus uh, saves <laughs> saves 2015 for hopefully <laughs> jesus saved glenn terry chan said i'm going to bring nick back to, from the dead so i can just kill him again oh yeah let's kill this fucker and Dark Merlin says Morgan will come around and put aside his everyday life's precious derangement and his merciless ass kicking staff martial art will be another hardcore character strengthening Rick's team. And just to go that we'll talk about it at the end a little bit. It looks like next week is going to be a Morgan flashback. Maybe we'll learn more about the cheese grater. <laughs> So, so holy shit, this, that's just our uh, opening thoughts about the, about the episode. We're going to get into our recap now. So if you want to join us, keep, stay with us for our recap. I know some people just like to watch our initial reactions and hear us bullshit about it for a little bit, but now we're going to get into the recap of the fucking episode. Oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, they shit, they, uh, Sam Crow says they shit themselves and just keep eating. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what—that's my thing about, like, even if Glenn did somehow survive the first wave, he can't lay there forever. Eventually, they're just going to—we've seen them eat themselves, too, like, see walkers eat other walkers when they're, when they're in the mix of everything and just start eating everything in front of them. So, I, I wore—again— Well, if that were the case, wouldn't, like, that whole pit have eaten themselves to death? May very true very true maybe the zombies don't i've seen them eat each other though or eat someone that's in the process of turning and turning into a zombie and they just keep that's eating because it, were they already eating yes 
Yes, and it, like in that situation where they're already eating Nick, they're going to eat everything that's through Nick. They're going to eat through Nick and eat into Glenn. And up until the point when Nick actually turns into a zombie. Right. Then they'll stop. And, but Glenn, and maybe at that point... Glenn's going to get scratched by zombie Nick. Scratches haven't made a difference in this. It's uh, only been bites so far. Okay. Bites and regular and death. I think we all want Glenn to be alive. I would find it somewhat cartoonish if he ends up alive. <laughs> somewhat wily Coyote. And Glenn comes back again after being tackled, gang raped by a gang of zo hungry zombies. No, I see him. I see him getting out of it. I really do. I see him getting out of it. I, I'm just curious as to why none of them said like. Quick, smear yourself down with one of these dead walkers, and if they get close to you, just go and walk slowly. And like, that's that was like a major, a major thing that can help them that they kind of just forgot about. I hate it when they do that. That crap. Tara Chan, just to support your point, last I'm going to say, and on the skeptical side, if The Walking Dead really wanted to do it, they could pull it off believably. But I, but she's still on the fence about whether Glenn's alive or not. No, they. I think I think they are going to do it. They want to make that kind of. Um, how will you feel about statement. it, Joe? How how would it make you feel? I know you believe Glenn is alive, but would it? Would any part of you be calling bullshit on it? Well. I know we're in denial. We're spending the whole beginning part of this podcast like talking like we're in denial. Like, and I know you're not. You don't think you're in denial. You think Glenn's alive for sure. There's no way they killed the main character. Is what is your point here? Uh, I think I think it's too early in the season to get rid of Glenn. That's that's not going to endear people to this. Like nobody. Here's the thing: Do they think as producers and writers? That our audience, that their audience, sorry, that us as the audience wants to watch Maggie go through that shit again. It's funny you say that because uh, Stephanie, who I was watching it with, in uh, a big hello out to Sue, who listens like, to us, a friend of Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie said, I wasn't emotionally affected watching Glenn die, but I'm going to lose it when we see Maggie. And... It's it's interesting. Maybe it's a spark to give more to Maggie to do. Joe Madden says, "Think of Glenn. See, think of Glenn as a." Uh, Joe Madden says, "Think of Glenn as a pizza." And the Walkers has thousands stone drunk college kids. Glenn's fucked. Critch <laughs> uh, says, "No uh, seat on the couch of the Talking Dead," and we didn't see a zombie eyes on Glenn. But it will take a big fucking suspension of disbelief for him to be alive. Nah, uh, I, I I can see it. I can see them doing it. Uh, like, no, I'm I don't Joe. know exactly how I'll feel about it past being right about making the call. <laughs> no, you're going to be excited because you're right. But <laughs> I'm not saying I think you're wrong. I just, I'm going with what I see. And what I saw was him being minty. See, what I saw was a very strange, like, if that was Glenn actually being eviscerated, it was a very strange angle. And those guts were coming from mighty like far above his face. So I'm sticking with, I'm sticking to my guns. He's going to be covered in blood. We have the foreshadow moment. I think they're trying to get back to these kind of literary devices where, you know, you don't know what it's like to make those tough, to, tough choices, like leaving your group to go off and sat and possibly sacrifice yourself. You don't know what it's like to wear your friend's blood as a face mask. You just don't know what it's like to survive. And we get that moment of, of that, that guy that Michonne is saying this to look down into the water, see his reflection with blood all over his face as well. And not, and maybe kind of ponder, is that mine? Is that somebody else's? 
but ultimately <laughs> next it's, it's it's what michonne was talking about People, that Glenn is out there doing that Rick has had to do, and that's what what we're getting. I think we're getting a other foreshadow moment, just like we had with uh, with them with Carl saying, you know, we're going to start with the machetes, and then the first bit of the attack on the town was that woman getting macheted outside of Carol's window. Let's get into the chat room a little bit. Uh, Worldwide Horror says, "What if they eat Nick's guts and drip on Glenn? Then he's a walker." No, not completely sure about that. Critch says, "No seeing the Talking Dead." Oh yeah, we already read that. Dark Merlin says, "I predict that Glenn will not be the last major character to disappear this season." Bill Sotheby says, "Nick's guts won't matter. They're human guts, not walker guts." Uh, Terry Chan says, "Ah, ah, it might matter because he starts to turn." Or once he does turn, there's more guts falling on top of him, and it might matter. As long as Glenn can stay quiet enough and some help can come from behind, Glenn's going to make it out of this. Riff and says, hard let- enough to know how to do this. Riff says, unless someone else makes a lot of noise to distract them and kill the ones on him, I don't see any other way he is survive. Uh, Critch says, if uh, Glenn shows up next week, Joe jo moonwalks in triumph. Uh, <laughs> Richard A says, Glenn had to die. He was, kill- he was killed uh, in the comics at some point. Uh, Day Late says, Maggie won't know right away. No one on the sh- no one knows uh, that he'll be dead. It'll, uh, yeah, no one will know he's dead. A day late. I'd like to rewatch the shot of Glenn right now. Katie says, hey, guys, just wanted to say I'm sadly not going to be able to make it. Katie, have a great night. Good luck at school tomorrow. Tara Chan says, I am willing to suspend my disbelief. <laughs> totally going to. Uh, and Gypsy says, Glenn manages not to get trampled, eaten, ripped apart. Spider-Man climbs up the side of the building and then crowd surfs all the zombie horde by jumping from zombie head to zombie head. I think that's the most plausible uh, way Glenn is surviving so far that we've heard. So oh, some deadly shit right there. Yep. <laughs> so as we uh, as we get into our recap, let's uh, let's scroll over here <laughs> as I'm using uh, some new. Uh, we have another comment, another text sent to us at 781-990-8509. The texter says, I really want to believe Glenn's alive, but he looked dead to me. Okay, we will, we shall see. Okay, so we open up in the episode to the alarm horn from last week, and we see Glenn running. He's on the walkie-talkie. Rick's there, who's, who's calling over to Tobin, and uh, we see the group running away from where the horde is. We see Rick on the walkie to Daryl, telling, going back and forth. It's a really... Now, wait a second. Tobin, right? Tobin's on the wall. Right, Tobin at the town. Oh, at the town. He's the he's the big one of the construction worker guys. And we see what happens to him last week. Right. He's wall at the town. Yes, he's he's gone, right? Yes, he gets hit with the Molotov that uh the mayor's son sees sees the guy get hit with the or Maggie sees the guy get hit with the Molly right as they're about to like go. Well, talk Ma- to him Ma- or Ma- Maggie took some Molly. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, Tobin took the Molly. Tobin Tobin took fell the off the wall. Okay, that happened. Don't don't use Molly, kids. Yes, that ha- that's what happens. You fall off the wall. So, uh, so Rick and uh, let that be a lesson to John and his buddies. And we have a really good intro. The intro is for this episode. The cold open was really action packed. It it it's really showing Rick in action and how Rick is just in this zone right now where he has the perfect balance or at least for me he has the perfect balance of crazy and organized with his plans michonne says it perfectly at a later point in the episode when she's talking to um talking to heath she says rick just knows he has this thing about him right now he's uh, rick knows i'm talking about phil yeah rick knows what he knows and glenn knows what he knows because of rick and michonne knows what she knows because of herself and because of them like 
this is this is the point we're making like they know how to do this they're not yeah but there's one thing there uh, but again if we're going if you're using that as a reasoning why glenn somehow survived an improbable situation i still don't buy it because you can be as you can be as awesome as you want you can be as great of a fighter as you want you can be the toughest bastard but like when a bunch of people are stabbing you with knives you're dead you're fucking when a bunch of zombies are, are pig piling you pig pile on glenn with the zombies i just find it extremely hard to imagine him getting out of there alive i i'd like to believe you I'd love to drink this Kool-Aid with you. I'm drinking something with you, but I I just can't I can't get on board with with this Glenn being alive thing. But the fucked up thing is I think you're right. Uh, that all being said, I think you're right. I think Glenn's gonna end up alive. Now, would you think that if you hadn't seen the stuff you said you saw about him being on set? Film? No, no, I'm spoiled myself. I spoiled myself because I saw the shit about him being on set. So I think in that in spite of it. You think that in spite of it. So if you never, so you didn't you hear never, that. Like I thought it immediately when I saw it and I didn't know that until you said it. So <laughs> Sam Kerr says Rick is a fucking action hero. Yeah, he is incredible. Tobin wasn't in Alexandria. He was in contact with Rick, says Samburbia Pictures. Uh, oh yeah, the other guy. Uh, that wasn't uh, Tobin. That was the other, uh, was that Deanna's other kid that you were thinking of? I think you're No, confused. Tobin took the Molotov on the wall. Molotov hit Tobin on the wall. That's why Tobin doesn't answer when, when Rick is on the walkie when he finally gets to the RV. And he's like, Glenn, Tobin, at some point, he took that Molotov last week. And he burnt, one hit him. Oh, the first one hit the wall. And then the second one hit him. And then I think Maggie went to go and she saw someone climbing over the wall and getting over the wall. <laughs> Travis. And then, and then at the end, I think we see Maggie goes up to Tobin's body and shoots his charred corpse outside the wall in front of the mayor and the mayor's son. Uh, we go into the ch uh, a tweet from Travis. Travis says, Nick shot himself in the head. He's not coming back, but Glenn was screaming, and at least one walker will hear him. So That's why he's got to shut up. I keep saying it. He's got to shut his mouth. Besides, you, like with all that blood pouring out of Nick, it's going to – you don't want that shit in your mouth. Shut your mouth, dude. Stop screaming. Shut your eyes and take it. <laughs> Sam Burbia Pictures says uh, he thinks. He's, do he's not quite sure. Be uh, before the guy gets the Molotov cocktail, Deanna calls out to him, but it wasn't Tobin. He's 49% sure. We'll have to rewatch that and check on that. And, uh, and I think Joe's 51% sure. So, so uh, no, I'm, I'm actually more like 89 to 97 okay. and a half. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have Take this. the average in there, whatever that is. Yeah, I'm we'll, somewhere we'll, up there. I'm up there. Someone will fact check us in the comment section uh, in the midst of the week. Al Red Sox fan says, how do you let a zombie sneak up you in the woods with leaves on the ground? Good question. A lot. We're in a lot. Broad yeah, the stealth fucking zombies. I'm telling you, these guys, when they get close, man, you don't hear them. I don't understand that. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> It happens all the time in this show. Like all of a sudden there's a zombie jump, like walks out from around a tree that. <laughs> Critch says cultists of the world unite. Glenn lives and the bear is Catholic. <laughs> I, I think we, we do have a, we do have a crew of believers that are drinking the Kool-Aid in the chat, Joe, with you that are getting on board of this Glenn thing, but. And why the hell is the walk on the outside of the wall? Yeah, good, good question. Good question. The lurkers on the outside of the wall. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Oh, uh, Sam Burbia picture says, yes, I think it was Richard. Uh, the, the, 
the the difference is some people think it's Tobin, some people think it's Richard, or Joey thinks it's died Tobin. on the wall. Yeah, that it was to Richard, not Tobin. And th I think the proof point is, and we're gonna get into this with these Alexandria characters in this episode. A lot of these guys, I can't lie, I didn't take the time to learn their names, and I'm gonna call them Red Shirt Number One, Red Shirt Number Two. That's why they're there. Yeah, they're there to die. They're they're there to give us, you know, some more death, human death that actually kind of counts and matters, you know, because they they're our and they still keep calling themselves like like our our town and our group like they're still separate Rick and his group from these people cuz it's only been like and that was very it been like a week or some shit like that was very different. evident with what Rick says to Michonne and Glenn at the at the end of this beginning scene that we're talking about uh welcome Tom no we're still talking about the uh the cold open area uh Bill says there's been nothing we've seen from Enid that would suggest she'd venture into a herd of a thousand walkers to save someone she doesn't even care about oh that maybe Enid is, could step up and save Glenn in this situation how would she even know Glenn's in that like she would have turned around when she saw the herd walking down the alley to get them like Terry Chan is drinking your Kool-Aid, Joe. She's all about your, she's all about your theory here with Glenn. She's she she being the uh, biggest Glenn fan I think we have in the chat right now is uh is Terry, I'm with you, man. I, I've been a Glenn fan from the beginning. It's always been a toss-up to me as to whether or not Daryl or Glenn was my favorite. And I kind of think they took a lot of Glenn's thunder by adding Daryl to the TV series. Now, question about Daryl. Do you, just as we get into him a little bit tonight, do you feel like Daryl's been a little underserved in this season so far? Have have we had a mm -hmm. little little too little Daryl? Is it just the right amount of Daryl? Well, we're only, what, three episodes in? Yeah, but I feel like out of most of the characters, he's gotten the least to do so far. Some yeah, of the, some like all he's done is, like, speed around on his motorcycle, motorcycle. looking cool. In Brood, yeah. <laughs> or tonight, argue. we heard him argue with Rick tonight, or to go against Rick's orders and then get scared and go and not go after Rick, and then putting putting his tail between his legs and being a good soldier and going back. <laughs> Throwing a fit, running away, and then coming back. That's what we got from Daryl tonight. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's just the right amount. I think too much Daryl isn't good. I think a bunch of these kind of appearances and then a big episode from him at some point. But it makes you feel like he's safe right now. Just okay, imagine. I definitely don't think it was Richard. Okay. So so call Rick on the walkie-talkie and let him know where you are. St. Barbara Pictures, the only person who can uh, save Glenn is either Jesus or possibly the Saviors. Uh, as we talk, we do know that Jesus has been cast, so he is showing up at some point. Sam Crow says, just imagine everything that will happen in the next 13 episodes. Lola, welcome Lola, says it's interesting both Glenn and Nick are wearing gray shirts. The zombies are clearly eating Nick. Glenn is screaming from the shock, not being eaten. Whether the zombies eventually get to him, I'm not sure. Worldwide Horror says, shouldn't Rick be worried about his hand? I was thinking about that, too. I, at first, I didn't know what happened with his hand, and I had to rewind it to see him be punched through a walker, and his hand was all all bloody. Daryl's bike has an endless amount of cast, says Laney Love. <laughs> and Tim wants to know, who's with me on Team Daryl Sucks? Duke Rock says, some dumpsters have a little trap door at the end. And that's what Joe was saying earlier, and then some other people in the chat were saying, why didn't Glenn try to get inside the dumpster that they were standing on? It looked kind of full, is what I was thinking. And then, like, how do you keep that lid closed? I mean, maybe it's a plastic lid. They could start falling through, too. I don't know. Did you, and Very, I, uh... It's interesting though with the uh, just to go back to the Nick and the De and the uh, Glenn stuff is I th is I initially thought that it surprised me to a I didn't expect Nick to shoot himself in the head. I thought he was going to push Glenn, push be like I thought he was too, but and then I I thought he was going to my thing was oh no, Katie, he's just going to crowd surf, isn't he? He's going to jump in like in a, a weird attempt at think he's saving 
Glenn's life here. Uh, Bill Sotheby says Daryl doesn't suck. And uh, Terry Chan says, I'm in with you, Tim, for a team Daryl sucks. And uh, Sam Burbier picture says, if Rick was bitten, he'd cut off his hand in mere seconds of it happening. Yeah, he would in a fucking second. Rick wouldn't hesitate. So anyways, Rick's on the walkie-talkie, and he's calling for Tobin. We see the whole group running away from the herd, and we see a bunch of, like, all Sarans. We focus on a guy and a girl that really don't matter or anything. They're, like, talking. Come on, can you see him? They're running on top of us. We're so dead in this episode. So Rick and Daryl talk back and forth, and Abraham's in there, too, who's a little bit a part of the episode, but not a lot. We do get a little bit of Abraham. They're talking about the horn, which seems to, go again, go on longer from Rick's people's perspective than it did in the last episode when we were actually there with the horn. The horn seems to last longer in this alternate universe. In uh, well, I think, I'm not sure, but I think there was kind of like a, were there two rounds of gun volley in this episode? Were there two rounds of gun volley last time? Or did we have like a little bit of a rewind? I think we, when I, Rick I, heard the gunfire. Joe, I think you're right on par here. Of of right, we're thinking the same thing. I think they were playing with time a lot in this episode. And in these first three episodes, they're doing a lot of non traditional uh, non traditional timekeeping. I'm blanking on the, uh, you know, jumping. Yeah, time to like pulp fictiony stuff a little bit. A series of events are being shown at, at weird times where sometimes it's at the same time as something else and we're not sure when everything's going on. Americans straising it, Joe. Yep. <laughs> Doing some unorthodox uh, storytelling. Uh, oh my God, 90 minute episode next week and the Talking Dead has a surprise guest. And someone tell me, someone tweeted me, Phil, you should do some Talking Dead contest. What's going on with a Talking Dead contest or something? Someone, someone just tweeted me, Phil, do the co- Talking Dead contest. What the fuck? Non-linear storytelling is the phrase. Thank you, San Burbia Pictures. I'm like, I'm blanking on that term. Thank you for knowing what I was trying to fucking say. I love you. That's why I love you, lawlessness. I mean, that's not the only reason why I love you, but I love you that you knew what the fuck I was trying to say. You're all like, fuck it. What the fuck's Phil talking about? Non-orthodox, unorthodox <laughs> religious beliefs or something? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Bill says, yeah, they played fast and loose with Morgan's uh, travel last week. Victor says, finally, the show is good. I've been waiting for waiting since season two. Laney Love, maybe Glenn was stunned and it was a quick flash forward. Stunned the way Rick was back in season one. A, a couple people I saw posting that as well. Uh, thinking that maybe Glenn hallucinated the situation and he isn't really dead. He hallucinated Nick falling on him and sort of went into a freak out moment. I would have a problem with that. That would be it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that would be that would be such a new like thing for that for this show that that would be real harder for me to take. <laughs> of course, I know, especially you. You hate that sort of shit. So so we get uh, two random people talking about the herd. Then we get Rick and Daryl and Abraham talking about the horn. Daryl wants to go back and see, check to make sure everyone's all right and play superhero. But Rick says, no, we need to keep the herd moving. If we let them head back towards the, uh, Alexandria, we could get, it could be much worse. So Daryl eventually agrees him and says, I hear you. And we see uh, Nick running as... We get a sort of preview of Nick's freezing up as he freezes up, and we see a bunch of other red shirts in the uh, woods. One guy, excuse me, who's a real dick, 
saying, yelling to Michonne, Rick just brought us out here to die. We're all done. We're going to die. And Michonne's like, could you shut the... I loved Michonne in this episode. She didn't take shit from anybody. And she was like direct about a couple of things. I loved when she was yelling at Heath. And I loved her in this scene too, when she's just like, dude, shut up. Rick had to kill uh, kill that dude. He was, he was already gone. Uh, yeah. Rusty Griswold was already gone. There was nothing we could do about him. And, sh- and then her and Heath kind of share a look back and forth. Heath, through the whole beginning half of the episode, is giving Michonne stink eye. Like, blah, blah, blah. you're getting our people killed, Michonne. This is your you know, fault. Especially because he hears that guy yelling, you know, about, you know, Rick did this to us all. This is all his fault. No, I'm sorry. It's your own fault, tragically, because you've been so well kept behind those walls. And you had this fucking, you know, uh, quarry trap that you didn't know about and like all that shit. Like there's a lot of reasons why you are so tragically lucky right now and going to die. Yeah. And stealth walkers is the least of it. I do want to say one thing, Bill, I agree with you hundred percent that that is the last Baskin for, for, uh, for people that are grasping onto straws <laughs> and Tara Chan. I hate to say as much as I would, you would think that people like that don't exist. I have read it. I will show you the links to people who actually do believe that, uh, that have already posted right now that Glenn's not really die. He had a hallucination. <laughs> he freaked out. People have actually, I actually saw that put to, uh, someone typed that out and believed that with their own little brain i don't believe that i don't think any of you guys believe that but it, it the, that thought pattern does exist somewhere in the world some people are saying that and uh bill says i meant what phil said about some people saying that yeah exactly uh tim says yeah it's it's all deanna's fault tom says they should be thanking rick and company on their knees that would have been they would have all been dead if rick hadn't shown up that's true no one would rick i mean i think again as we get in this scene here Rick has not adopted these people yet. He doesn't give a shit as much as the other members of his group give a shit. Michonne, Glenn, Daryl especially, all care way more about these people. And I'd say even Carol does. Cares way more about these people than Rick does. Rick has not begun to look at these people as family yet. He looks at them as as, uh, right. as, people, as in the way. That people that are getting in the way of his goal. Of yeah, having a safe town. Having a safe town, yeah. He he does not look at these people favorably. And uh, well, I met in the chat. Yeah, there are some dumbasses like Team Delusional who still believe that. But yeah, of course, Star Trek. No one in our ch- no one in the chat believes that. And if they do, they're one of those. New- and I forgot. I always forget to mention these people. I know that there are some people listening that can't get into the chat, or there's some people that are sitting live that are just ninjas in the background. And you ninjas in the background, we love you guys just as much as the chat. And thank you for coming in and watching us live and checking yes, out please. the huge discussion. And you guys are just as fucking amazing and wonderful as the people in the chat talking and enjoying what's going on. So thank you, ninjas, you motherfucking uh, Raphael. I don't know why I just flashed because I'm wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt. I'm like hype on ninjas today. So so we see Nick running through the, uh, through the woods and he has a freeze up. Uh, Michonne's like, shut up to this loser. Rick has a new plan. He says, I'm going to get an RV in the woods, get in front of them. We're going to start to lead them in another way. Uh, some guy says, uh, let me help. I'll go with you. And Rick says, no, go home. This is the big guy that eventually ends up getting bit. And Glenn's like, listen, Rick, I'm coming with you. And Rick says, no. He says, listen, most of these folks aren't going to make it. But you need to make it, Glenn. Michonne, you need to make it too. You two make sure that at least some of these people get back alive. And make sure, more importantly than anything, that you two get back safe. Fuck these people. 
Mm. As we see one of the guy, the loser dude, that was. What do you think about that? I think that I, mean, I th of course. Sorry, I uh, yeah go. No, no, I think I think ultimately it's it's what I just said that I think Rick doesn't think about these people as family yet. I think that he thinks of these people as 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 trash in the way of this of his family, the people he does care about being alive and sees Alexandria as a safe place that they can hide for a while and that these people are endangering him and his people is what See, I, think. I thought. Yeah, I think it's kind of it goes without saying that if you need to leave someone behind to live, you do so. Like, isn't that cut? Like, if you know they rip you away and they're already eating at you, there's no point when there's you know ten thousand mm. zombies for me to go jump in and get eaten too. Tim at, at at a certain point, you let them go. Tim makes a good point, though, in the sense that I guess Rick picks and chooses because he does give a shit about Jesse and her kids. And he made an effort in last week's episode or two weeks ago's episode to try to get to uh, to 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 a uh, fucking douchebag Ron to try to to try to convince convince Ron and like and toughen Ron up a little bit. And so he does pick and choose some of the people he cares about a little bit from Alexandria. I think he, he cares about them all and to to a point like he wants them all to get back he did tell them to get them back but he did also say you know you and glenn are more important make sure you two get back no matter what you two at least have to get back because you know what you're going to be able to do when you get back <laughs> but I, I i think he doesn't want them to die he's just pragmatic about it and no they they aren't equipped to all make it back no definitely not definitely not see me and it thank you so much as always for the love and the share Hopefully you're doing well. And everyone, if you haven't already, check out See Me and It's channel on YouTube. And Anna Banana says, uh, Team Delusional, uh, Glenn's dead. <laughs> but, but I hate to say it, but he's dead. We still have a group. Just survive somehow. JS motherfucking S. JS motherfucking S. Uh, Riff Alarm says, uh, Rick's attitude will bite him in the ass eventually. Uh, Tom says he cares about the kids with the hot moms. <laughs> Tom, we do not so. Ron, you're not my dad, Rick. You're not my dad, Rick. As we see, okay, so we see the loser guy who complained about Rick getting karma up his ass and getting uh, eaten by zombies. And uh, and all the Alexandria folks are freaked out as Michonne stabs them. And we get another a bunch of great visuals again in this episode. I can't say enough. Well, it was, an, it was another foreshadow moment because he's bitching about what happened to, you know, Ethan Embry last episode. And Michonne says, you don't, I was there. He was already dead. He had to do it. You don't know. And then Ooh. what happens to him? Same exact thing five minutes later. Very interesting. Uh, Terry Trent says he wasn't in the memoranda on the end of uh, Fear the, at the end of Fear the Walking. Sorry, guys. Sorry for saying that. At talking the end dead. of Talking Dead. Yes. Yes. What's dead may never die. I hate Ron. So, uh, says Bill. I hate Ron so fucking much. Oh, my God. Ron needs to fucking die. Perry Love says maybe Glenn should burst into song. Me so horny. Oh, me so horny. Oh, me so horny. Oh. Me so honey, I want Maggie's touch. <laughs> uh, uh, Corey says Shane would have shot one and used him for zombie bait and then rubbed his head for luck. <laughs> I actually got his uh, just because people might not see it and someone else might have said this, but I not 
just from a visual standpoint, Nick kind of reminds me of Shane at some angles. When they shoot him from some angles, the actor kind of looks familiar, to, similar to me as uh, as Punisher there. So I so I see him from a couple angles, and I almost that's what initially made me think when he pulled out the gun that he was gonna like shoot Glenn and then like try to use his body for a zombie shield or something. <laughs> Crowd surf on top of Glenn. <laughs> Sam Fairview pictures says Phil. Don't mention Fear the Walking Dead in here again. Not cool. If I want to see like 55 people all leave the room at the same time, Phil, mention that one more time and we're all shutting you off at the same time. It goes from it goes from 55 to zero in 2.2 seconds. Yeah, also, I also want to be clear about the fact that I don't think anybody else could get through that. You think Glenn's the so, only one? Glenn, Michonne, Rick, Rick and Daryl. Um, Daryl, Carol. They could do it. They all have main character force fields on. So basically you're saying the main characters have main character force field. Well, no, no I just think they job. have the ability to stay calm enough at this point in the zombie apocalypse to survive what Glenn, the it's, situation Glenn is in at the so, moment. So they can stop, drop, and roll. What you need to do with the zombie apocalypse, stop, drop, they and roll. Well, throw Carl in there too. He'll crawl into a dead body like a tauntaun. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Speaking of shit, I don't know. I don't know. Glenn, Glenn picked the wrong shit buddy is what happened there. Nicholas right. should not have been a shit, shit buddy. He, he, that is not a good shit buddy. He was babysitting. He wasn't a shit buddy. Yeah, and what the fuck? Like, Glenn wanted him with him. We're going to get to that eventually in the, in the recap. But ultimately, did Nick really prove himself so much in last week's episode that, or in two weeks ago's episode? No. That no, Glenn should not, bring him on his team now? No. He was kind of forced into it because Glenn lied about what happened. And he said, you're not allowed to leave town. But when it came down to it and Rick was looking for volunteers, Nick stood up and volunteered. So if they were going to come out with you fucking coward, he you should got have father killed and shot me. He should have father, father uh, Gabriel'd him there and just been like what Rick said to him. No. <laughs> Next. Does anybody else want to help me? That's what he should have done to him or given him the no, you're not allowed to go out of town until I say. Right, because Rick, Rick should have known about because Maggie knew and some other people knew. Rick should have known about what happened and he should have known him too. Yeah. Rick should have killed him. Like, it, But that's the probably – I think we're treading around the point that if Glenn had actually told Rick what Nicholas had done completely, Rick would have just executed him. You're Rick, right. I think you're right about that. Rick doesn't play that shit. He would have just, he would have been like, taking any chances. And here's the thing. I think Glenn was thinking, at least if he's with me, he's my responsibility. If I set him loose on another group and something like what happened, happened, Nick's going to get those other people killed. So I think Nick's, you know, Glenn's thinking maybe I'll be able to keep him in line. That's we, all. We've got John Riley, the third in the chat. Welcome. Our good buddy. Hey, Johnny. Yes, our good friend, uh, Brohawk Riley. And if you haven't already, go check out Brohawk Riley's channel. You can find him on my channel page and my suggested channels. Good person, does a lot of good stuff. And you hear a lot of old uh, podcasts and radio shows from my old Salem, uh, old radio show on Brohawk Riley's channels. Good friend and going to be doing some stuff on our channel as well. Joining me for a recap coming up soon. Try to get him to bring some anime to the channel a little bit. Bring a little anime Ooh. over here. Yeah, I got to talk to him about it. I guess I'll talk to him on the air right now. That's why I'm going to talk to you about that right now, motherfucker. Sam Burby pictures. Put him like, on the spot. Yeah, putting yeah. you on the spot, motherfucker. Come here. I feel, let our fans down. Do yeah. it. Go ahead. Let people down, John. Do it. Do it. Don't come. Don't come on here. 
Red Cloud Riley. Uh, Red Speaking of, of letting people down, Katie is very apologetic. She's not here for the second week in a row. She had to work tonight. So, And uh, that website is redcloudriley.com. Uh, so, so check that out. Check that motherfucking out. Terror chins. Uh, Bill Sotheby says Rick would have had, yeah, wouldn't have executed Nicholas. Carol would have taken him out to look, to, told him to look at the pretty fla- flowers. Look at the flowers, Nick. Look at the pretty flowers. Look at the pretty flowers. Yes, and and yes, uh, John, John over there, Brohawk Riley does all our anime coverage for the uh, for Anime Boston, which we get. Uh, we were lucky enough to go to every year. So, anyways. So we see that loser guy getting his throat ripped up. They all look at Rick. Rick takes the takes the gun. And Rick, this is an ongoing uh, motive of the uh, episode that Rick is always, after he kills somebody, Rick is on automatic pilot that he kills you and then goes into your pockets, takes whatever on you that he can use. Like, he, he doesn't even miss a, miss a moment. He's just like, in and out. Give me that shit. Gets it crazy. I, I don't know. I'll talk to you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I'll talk to you later about it. Tara Chin said he wouldn't be a zombie. He's either completely gone or alive. Uh, not enough left to be a zombie after that. Uh, Andre says, I would love it if Carol had taken Nicholas out uh, to look at the pretty flowers. I think everyone would be happy about that. Eric yeah. Scarface, welcome. I love these new names. We're seeing a bunch of new names today. Uh, some are saying it was Nick's body that was being eaten. Yeah, that's what Joe, was, uh, Joe has been saying as well, that it was uh, some dripping blood from Nick's body. Rick just casually field strips the body. Yeah, exactly, Bill. Rick just like gets up. Let me put this shit in my pocket. And that kind of freaks people out. Give me those chips, bitch. I don't know why. Like, and that's and that's the kind of shit. Yeah, that really freaks people out when. Oh no, he just died. You're taking his supplies. No, they're our supplies. The shit that we fucking need. We're taking it. Like you take the dead man's fucking boots. You know, damn superstition be damned. If you're not, if you're on shoes and you're Bruce Willis with glass in your feet. You take the goddamn fucking shoes. You don't leave him because he was your friend and he needs shoes in the afterlife. That's bullshit. He's got a brand new pair of fucking Jordans but jo- on his feet. But I'm Joe, it's so, it's so disrespectful to the dead, Joe. <laughs> it's no, it's not. No, seriously, Joe, it's I'm, te- I'm telling you right dead. now, Joe. You're if, if, useful in death by providing me with things that can save my life. Thank you. Joe, if you and me are ever in a plane crash and we're stuck on a mountain in the Andes. Yeah, Phil, and, take and, my shit. Take eat, my clothes. I'm, no, you can I'm eat dead. me. Eat me. I mean, eat if me I too. die, yeah. eat, please, please eat me, Joe. Please. Partake in the flesh that will make you life. Dude, if I could, if I could be used to sustain your life, please, <laughs> motherfucker. You didn't have to tell me that, Phil. You're eating me. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> you fucking termite. You're worse than Gareth, you bitch. You'd be, you'd be like sneaking. Come on, Bob. I at least wait till you die. Yeah. So I'd be like screaming, tainted meat, Joe. Tainted meat. <laughs> Don't worry. I will not be looking at you like you're a chicken leg until after you're dead. <laughs> Sam Perry, picture says, Joe, if you take my boots after my death, I will haunt you forever. That's fine. I can, I'll enjoy the company. <laughs> I know. Good buddy. Will you be like Casper the Friendly Ghost? Is it like, that kind hey, of haunting? Like, not, you know. Haunt me. That's fine. Uh, it's that's cool. At least I'll know there's an after, there's some sort of afterlife. You know, like I will know. People won't, but I will. And it will because I took your boots and I unlocked the mysteries of the universe that way. I think Sweet. we're. I think we're all. All of us here, this group that we join together every week, we're our, we're our group of survival. And I think we could all agree, all of us in the chat and Joe and I, that we'll all eat each other for survival. I mean, I think it's. I think it's. You have to eat your shit, buddy. If he get. If he's. Yeah, you know. That's part of it. If there's one person you can't eat in the, in the apocalypse, it's your shit, buddy. It is. It absolutely is. Dark Merlin. The only reason. 
uh, the situation of Glenn is being debated is because he's a major character some fans really liked. If it wasn't for that, no one would be denying his death. I think that's I think that's actually a really good point. That if Glenn was if we saw a red shirt, if you saw a red shirt die like that, would you have thought anything of it, Joe? But it, it's mainly because it's Glenn that you're calling bullshit on it. Correct. Yes. If it was any of the the four. If it was anybody but like our those people I mentioned, I would count them off as dead. Our core four. Our core heartless but real. Joe, you read Dune, right? The uh, I did. The frame in that our flesh belonged to the people, but the water belongs water to the belongs tribe. To the tribe. <laughs> uh, that is it. I can't stand it. Terry Chin says I'm going to spoil the dead. I've avoided it the whole time, but now I'm going to go look. I must know if they have the info. I can save you that time. The info that they have. I looked at it before I came on here tonight. What they had. All they have is they had the knowledge that Glenn is uh, that they got this from the question and answer for this episode of the people that saw it early, and they know that Glenn has been on set as soon as this week. So, again. But but yeah, by all means, great people. I gotta can't say enough good things about the spoil spoil the dead people, spoil the dead fans. If you're uh, into that sort of stuff, they they do a lot of really great work, hiding in bushes, filming setting, filming sets, and all that sort of stuff. They're a fucking machine. Harry Potter saved them, says Tom Blast. <laughs> Tom says a lot of new characters have been introduced, though. Stands to reason that an old one would die or at least disappear for pair for a while. Uh, yeah, he might, we might not see him for an episode or two or three. It depends how long time is going. Uh, right. Time is going in this. Again, if this whole whole season is a matter of three days, which some, which it theoretically could be. Big Kev says, no way Glenn died. I think I saw Melisandre come back and relatives wreck Glenn. Yeah, she, she didn't see you didn't see the uh, the ruby glowing in the uh, on one of the people in the distance there. I did. I thought I thought I saw a Thoris of Mares pop up or something like that. Um, Glenn was more than just some character we liked. He was one of the Invincibles. Was there since the pilot, the voice in the radio inside the tank. And yeah, that that's kind of what Joe was saying uh, as well. J uh, John Riley, I ruined the ending for the West Coast people for LOLs. I'm gonna die like everyone hates Chris. <laughs> oh my God, you're such a bad person, you you troll. Uh, Corey Mitchell says, doesn't Glenn get bit by a radioactive zombie and inherit superpowers? <laughs> this is not Z Nation. <laughs> Wrong show. So again, great visual at the beginning here as we're just getting through our intro now. <laughs> it's just a great visual intentions built up. But as always, we basically talk up the episode and we're going to yada yada through some of this. I mean, how can we not keep coming back to, to whether or not Glenn's alive? I mean, ultimately, all this episode, there's a lot of cool things that happened in this episode, a lot of tension built up. But really, it's all about I found it hard after that happened in the episode to really think about anything else that happened in it. We get back and we get some cool stuff that happens with Rick at the end. But I was still thinking about Glenn. It's interesting that another thing just to fuel, put fuel on your fire, Joe it's we, it would be it's weird for them to kill a major character, not even just early on like this in not the end of an episode to, to kill him, go to commercial, then come back and have like 15, 10 minutes, 10 more minutes left of the episode. Have, have a Rick dramatic Rick ending too. Yeah, exactly. So it was really high stakes in this episode of the walking dead. And I think I, I have to say, I said it at the beginning, I'll say it again. The walking dead to me, this is, and I know I'm a victim of the moment. I say this shit, the walking dead in these first three episodes, this is the best to me. The walking dead's been in a long time. This is, this is really good. 
these these I really enjoyed these three episodes. And I don't know and again I don't know if it's because that other thing had me really freaking out uh, or I had me really starving for good entertainment, but I don't think so because I watch good stuff too. That I, other thing. I but I just really love what they're doing this season. They're building up the tension. I love all the performances by the actors. I love how everything visually is looking. I, I the sound design of everything. Everything's just working so well so far. A lot of good long shots of uh that that hard yeah, that, and that horde, yeah, that impending horde coming to get us is just hilariously uh, fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. So back in, we see Glenn and Michonne and Heath's group talking about how they have to keep up pace to get home. And uh, if we keep up pace, don't worry, uh, uh, we'll make it there fine. The horde won't catch us up, catch up with us. One guy goes, "What happens if we don't make it?" And Michonne's like, "Yeah, we die." And another guy says. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but what what do we know we're even going back to anything we have wa- what about all those sounds and the other person's like well we have walls and the walls protect us from everyone outside and you're an uh, idiot because and, you put ladders on the outside of the walls and uh and there yeah <laughs> glenn's like uh or some guy goes i need to get back to my wife and glenn says i need to get back to my wife too which for some reason elicited a laugh from stephanie during the episode she's like haha that's funny and i was like why is that funny i don't get why that's because funny he, because he always goes out he always comes back of course he's coming back it's been said it's been said glenn always comes back <laughs> glenn will wake up on a beach next to a burning airplane <laughs> it's been established it has been. It is known. Sawyer the <laughs> Sawyer the Long Con. Again, every time I read your name, I love it. I just think it's bad writing like we're watching a B movie with uh if if he ends up alive in that situation. Uh, uh Glenn turned back time. He, he went back in time. Turn back time. So uh, Glenn needs his wife. Or away. Don't worry, Glenn. Let's figure it out. We'll figure it out. Michonne and Glenn, it's a great pair. And and people can correct me. We've seen them interact in other scenes before, but this was a very, this was some of the most Glenn and Michonne direct one-on-one interaction we've had, at least in a long time. And I really enjoyed the pair of, of Michonne and Glenn. I thought they had a good chemistry together and I, I thought they work as a good team and I just enjoyed, I enjoyed everything that they did in this episode. And again, I can't say enough. I think Michonne's always awesome as a character. I don't think they always put her in great situations. And I feel like they're already using her better in this season than they have in the past. Maggie is single. Phil, go for it. Yep. <laughs> On the list. Maggie's single now. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a permission for... Uh... Sorry, Steph. No, no I, I have a list growing that uh, they have Jasmine from Little Mermaid if she somehow became human. <laughs> That's my one. So Michonne and uh, Glenn, uh, just a great pair. Glenn is helping. Tell, just tell her you're a prince, Phil. <laughs> Glenn dying is. You said Jasmine from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's wrong. It's Jasmine from Aladdin. It's Ariel. Oh yes, from I'm the sorry. Mermaid. I'm d- duh. Boom. Oh duh. Oh thank Who's you, coming Joe. Coming at you. Thank you, Joe. Lawyer. Disney. Law- you Disney'd me. You Disney lawyered me. God damn it. Two points for Joe. I thought something sounded a little strange there. Dude, that's usually the other way around. I so love which it. is it? Ariel or Oh Jasmine? no, it's Jasmine. It's Jasmine. It's from Jasmine. Aladdin. From Aladdin. Of course, the Semitic girl. Yes. 
Oh, <laughs> what's that have to do with anything? She's just hot. So Glenn is helping people and Michonne's working well. So Glenn goes and uh, and we have a scene of uh, Glenn and Michonne hopping into action as a bunch of horde zombies show up or a uh, little small horde show up. They hop into action, kill a ton. We get we get Heath jumping in there and fighting as well and some other guy. Then the scared guy is this is the scene where uh, where where some idiot starts shooting and he shoots uh, Scott. I think the guy's yep. name is Scott. Shoots Glenn, Scott in the Glenn foot. Glenn says only shoot if absolutely necessary. And this guy just open fires in the crowd at the back of his friends like he's fumbling the gun for Christ's sake too. Like not even paying attention to what's behind them. <laughs> and- oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All three. Idiot. <laughs> to do correct says all three of these episodes focused on a few characters in a group and i like that mermaid pussy says john, yeah oh my gosh john and tim are gonna get along really well in the chat right now and and uh cory says that was the best michonne had been in a while i did not enjoy the peacekeeping crosswalking guard version of michonne and glenn gets back to alexandria in time to catch maggie in the arms of tara or other some other sweet action going on says perry love and Harry, we're gonna have you start writing the writing the uh, script, <laughs> or at least the uh, at least the B movie. At least the fear the fear debacle. <laughs> so Glenn goes into uh, they go into this crazy scene, and Nick, like an idiot, starts shooting as well. And the other guy runs off after he shoots another dude in the foot. And Sturgis is the guy's name that runs off. And again, we see Michonne and uh, and uh, and Glenn kicking some ass with Heath, and Heath seems to be pretty much a badass as well. I mean, you kind of knew he was dead immediately with that fucking hat he's wearing, right? I think you knew all these people were dead. Rick was right. I mean, none. Of the, I'm surprised. I'm surprised <laughs> right. any of them survived. So the I, one, right? The, the the one survivor out of him has got a bullet hole in his leg, and the other one that's on his way back. No, that's it. <laughs> Terry Chan. Oh, I, no, no, no. oh yeah, there's the the dreadlock guy too. Terry. He, Ch- Terry Chan, I am with you about the, with Rick and Michonne. In fact, when the guy was talking about his wife and talking about like connecting with, like I had a little bit of a moment where where Michonne has a moment. I'm like, is she thinking about Rick? I forget was the line that he was saying to her. I thought that too. I absolutely thought that too. Where that that Michonne was somehow thinking of Rick in that moment, like Rick and Carl, yeah, like but, the family, yeah, their family, and how they're the ones that keep get, show me love, and I feel connected to like that. Or, or like what Maggie, or like what Rosita said, and not necessarily that um, the one person or or Rick, but like Rosita said, when you have this group, this place, Abraham, this place, you know, like it's more than just maybe uh, Rick for her. I think it's her. It's Rick and Carl. It's yeah, the family. I, I mean, that's just me because I want to see them. You know, whatever. So I do too. I do too. And if if anybody's gonna hook get the ricker it should be michonne yeah not jesse fuck and if anybody's gonna get michonne it should be the ricker so we get see lots of dead red shirts in the scene we see michonne uh she says uh i basically she sees a a guy she sees a guy get bit and she says she wants to keep he wants to keep moving he wants to stay alive as long as possible after one of the guys in the area one of the guys in the group got bit and do you agree with that do you do are you okay with letting this guy stay alive for a little while even though he's been hell yeah Hell yeah, we know that it takes a little while for them to turn. We saw that guy in the in season one. I forget what his name was. He in the RV, Dale's friend, uh, gets bitten. Yeah, yeah, the guy that that turns and he's alive for a while. They leave. Yeah, they leave him. They end up leaving him on the side of the road. He wants to join his family as a, as a walker. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah, absolutely, he's still got his mind about with him. He can still shoot that gun. He can still help carry someone. 
There's things he can do. He's not dead yet. Um, he's but, not freaking out. He's not yelling. He know he he turns around very calmly. He says, "I know what this means. I have no delusions about what happened." And then we find out exactly that he really doesn't have any delusions. He's watched his whole everybody he ever loved die. He's only been married to three months to this woman back in Alexandria. So he already saw his family die. He was stuck out on the road. Aaron was the one that brought him to this town. So he survived out there for a long time. He's seen it. He wasn't necessarily one of the voices of dissent. He was down with, you know, we got to keep moving. That's what this is about. Let's go. And because like, we have because we have the best chat in the world, Duke Chronic pulled that out right away. That guy's name was Jim in season one. Jim. Yes. Thank Jim, you. Jim. You guys are awesome. Uh, you, so let's continue here on our recap. As we get, uh, we cut over after our commercial break, we get Daryl and Abraham and Sasha scene. Uh, they talk for a while. Daryl says, uh, we need to, I need to spin around. I'm going against Rick's plan. And Sasha and Abraham are like, no, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Magic number 20. We need to make sure they're on the road like raccoons. I don't know exactly what, what Abraham said, but I could, as we were talking about, this is our first episode. 20, 20 miles. We got to get them out 20, 20 miles, miles so away. They can feed on rabid raccoons and squirrels rather than coming back for us. If we leave them at five miles, they'll hear some of this noise and they will come they back. Will come they'll back. find their way to Alexandria. 20, we will have to deal with them again. 20 is the magic number. And I, this was an episode that, this is our first episode of the season that we don't have Eugene in it for whatever that's worth. And I'm glad that we got to see some more Abraham. And I thought Abraham was awesome in this episode as well. And his little touch. He, us, a small amount of Abraham, he still brings so much to the scene. And I think him and, and Sasha, I le- even in a little bit in, in this episode, I thought Sasha really worked too. And I like her attitude and how in control she was and the shit she's giving Daryl. That she doesn't rat him out to Rick either. She does not rat out that he left to Rick. She just kind of gives <laughs> Daryl shit about it, guilt trips him. Yep. And uh, here's the thing. like I was kind of happy that Daryl made a call and did what he thought he had to do as well. Um, do you think I like, I like that he changed his mind. He heard what Rick said and like going back would be for us, not for them. Do you, because th- going back means we abandon these walkers to just come and get us all later. Do you think we won't be able to deal with that? Do you think, unfortunately for, I don't know, th- uh, this is a weirder, a bigger, weirder question. Do you think somehow when it really comes down to it, still to this point, Daryl underestimates Carol, whereas Rick knows what Carol really is, and Rick's not quite as worried about it because he's like, Carol's there. She's going to kill anybody that comes. And Daryl's like, I need to save Carol and everybody. And Daryl just quite, because he always thinks he needs to be the hero. No, I think Daryl doesn't. I think we got a sight of what Daryl is worried he's going to lose. I don't think he's worried he's going to lose Carol. I think he's worried he's going to lose Alexandria, the first community where even as an outcast, he still fits in. He still has purpose. He still has, he's made new friends amongst other people that kind of felt like outcasts that aren't really. I think um, he wants that so much. That's why he was going back. We see him, they're driving by the sign that says Alexandria. Forget the little tagline, but it also fit that notion that it's Alexandria that that he sees as the future for him and his friends. And I think that's why he wants to go back to save Alexandria, not not to save Carol specifically. Yeah. No, I was just wondering if if he underestimates how much she can he, she could protect Alexandria. And I didn't mean necessarily save her. I meant that she's strong enough that she could save all of Alexandria herself. Like he Daryl has a little bit of the Superman disorder where he thinks he's the only one that can do something. He's the one that needs to save the day that 
that Carol and Daryl couldn't do it themselves, that Carol and Carl and Maggie couldn't do it themselves, where you would think that they're- And Morgan. And Morgan, yeah, and that none of them could protect it, that he has to show up, that somehow he's going to make a difference if all of them can't do it. I think I think partly that's what he's thinking. He needs to go. He needs to go back. He needs to save Alexandria to do what he has to do. And Rick is on the side of you know we have to have faith that the group we left behind can handle whatever's going on there mm-hmm. right now. Sure, we can send some people back to help to see what's going on to stop that horn to do whatever. But we can't alter the plan. But we can't all do it. We can't all go back. If we do all go back, we'll all die. Yeah. Absolutely. Too many zombies to have at that gate. They will walk right through it. Critch wants to point out again, rewatch the and memoranda part of the Talking Dead. Only the beginning of Glenn's death. They did not list his name. They really are going to save him. Nerdist and John Riley says, Nerdist is fucking with us all. And he just put it there. That's Walking Dead's way of saying, oh, this uh, Jon Snow alive thing has worked really well for Game of Thrones. We want to get in on that action. Is Glenn alive or not? And... I think if they were really trying to get in on action like that, they would have done it for the season finale. Yeah. And that would have been even more. If they had made that a season cliffhanger, that's when I say, fuck that shit. That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't like that. At least we, but they're going to at least make us wait two weeks because next week's going to be like a 90 minute uh, Morgan episode and we're not going to get any closure on this. And then it's going to be the week after that before we finally get back right. to Alexandria and our group. And I, I want to say that there's a specific reason why it, it works for Game of Thrones, and it, what doesn't work here for me particularly is a. I read it in the books before I saw it on the show, so if I, I was already cliffhangered for it, <laughs> and b. It would feel like a cheap, blatant copy of yeah. what they kind of did with John to kind of keep those ratings and or whatever, and that that wouldn't sit well with me. So, but if they're doing it in the mid season, I can deal with the fact that it. it so let's get this let's get this horse shit out of the way because i do want to talk about it because we've talked about the last two weeks so fair enough to talk about it now episode three of the fear the walking dead in the airplane bullshit was on and to me this was the worst one it's i wrote my main notes for this is oh no this one's called the drink card you know oh no the drink card the kids lost all all tension was lost and they introduced three other kind of faces kind of faces yes so it was it was a nothing a nothing kind of way episode we got no wait wait there was a big the big mystery of that the guy got a beer but he didn't order a beer why no he got he got ginger ales that was the air marshal that was the air she just walked up and put down ginger ales in front of him so like because she knows what he's gonna order she knows that he can't drink because he's the air marshal (laughs) that's what i think that was that that guy was the air marshal okay what do you what do you think of these so far i don't want to spend too much time what do you think i I, I dig all the web web episodes i can separate the fact that it's for fear at the moment because It's on in the middle of The Walking Dead. I thought they did the yeah. webisodes really cool. That's yeah, Bitwell, really, everybody. A little bit yeah, well. Bitwell has joined the, sh- joined the show. She could start hissing at me through the camera in a second. <laughs> <laughs> cat, hate, cat, hates, cat hates everybody. <laughs> so we found – oh, Duke Chronic says we found out that the plane's going to Phoenix. And, uh, and uh, everybody – Oh, so the L, that, that's – and we know that they're going to try to eventually maybe go out west to the desert. So mm-hmm. – or maybe it turns around. Maybe it's coming from where. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to kind of. It doesn't even bother, like. I don't want to figure it out. It doesn't matter. It's going down. There's already sick people on it. We know that it's going to break out by the end of the season. But we also oh, know that really one. Per, but we also know that one person is going to survive it. And 
and join our cast of Fear the Walking Dead. So. Which one do you think it is? The, the kid, kid? I think the it's Asian the Asian lady, the air marshal. I think it's the kid. I, I believe. Or the two vodka chick. The kid's been our main focus for, through the three parts. So we're gonna I- add another kid that like how much how much uh child labor? I mean, I guess he could be eighteen. And just look young or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about this crap. Okay. So we go back. I think it's the kid too, because he's been the main focus. Yeah, he has. And then we found out why he's separated from his mom. His mom's on the next plane or some shit. Yeah. I I so he so he'll run into his mom at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Or get like a when he's landing, he'll get like uh, a video text message from his mom that shows her being ripped apart because she was able to turn on her Snapchat. Like she'll get a Snapchat of his mother being ripped up or something. He'll it's, get it while he's still on the plane. Yeah, it seems like that type of thing. It seems like this type of short that they're going to mess around with things like that. Oh, my God. A death. It's Corey Mitchell. We're getting drunk on a plane. No. <laughs> just to do i don't like to do the uh backer but i remember i just still remember where they would like give you a free drink on most airplanes i, I flew on the probably the worst airline I, i'm not going out of my way to trash an airline but never fly spirit air it's very cheap it's very cheap but is like the most horrible airline to ever fly in your life is the most uncomfortable seats and they don't even give you water they're like no we're not even giving you water die die of thirst anyways sorry fuck spirit air i continue so we go to Glenn and Michonne and our dying red shirt group with Heath. And they're coming out of the woods and uh, they're walking down the road. It's a great tone to this episode. Great visuals. Our uh, our guy is, uh, we, we get a, our bit guy is talking to Michonne and takes a look. And Michonne asks, can I see your wound? And he goes, take a look. And uh, he asks, how bad no, is it? Please, please, please take, take, take a, a look. look. And Michonne's like, it, he goes, how bad is it? Like, it's as bad as you expect it to look. I didn't expect this. Yep. And they uh, they get into a whole thing about uh, how long it's uh, how long he's been married. Joe kind of talked about that earlier. And it's just a good scene between her and some guy we know is going to be dead. But I got to give it to this actor. He really held his own in the scene with her. And I cared about this guy. And I gained a lot of respect for this guy. And the other red shirt, Scott, that both of them that and the girl, too, who are all like, leave us behind, dudes. You know, we're fodder. We're, you're, and I, no, and here's the thing. I don't think it would have been. They could, they could have stayed quiet enough. They could have stayed quiet. Just the two of them sitting in there. That's fine. They're not making any noise. The herd will go right by them. I don't see why that wasn't an option. <laughs> As you, I, I really don't. Like, it's, does it's, anybody else see why that's not an option? Leave the two injured people here, locked up in this building where they're kind of safe. We'll come back for them in a half an hour when the when the fucking herd passes. I'm sorry, I have to jump to three comments because Critch, Critch, Bill, and Corey jumped with me because they've all actually been on Spirit Air. So as soon as you started to say worst airline, I said I said to myself Spirit Air out loud. Out loud. Uh, Bill said I've flown Spirit Air as well. They kick you in the groin as soon as you board the plane. And Corey says I flew Spirit once. It was scarier than Fear the Walking Dead. That's for oh, sure. Wow. It's bad. Thank you for the heads up, everybody. Yeah. No spirit air. Yeah, and I don't want to talk too much about this, but they're one of those airlines like that you, you they don't even let you bring a carry on. Really, you have to like pay extra for a carry on unless you do it earlier. And it's like a hundred dollars at the desk. Like, like it's That's one of those. Bullshit. It's one of those airlines That's, that they they sell you yeah, cheap. I want to travel, but I don't want to bring anything with me. Just me is going. Yeah. That's such bullshit. Like, yeah. pay a ticket for your fucking bags too. It's Asshole. it's horrible. It's and they they. It's gas the- prices have gone way fucking down. They're way fucking down, and they're still hemming and hollering about no, uh, but that- you know 
But that, I don't want to talk too much about it, but that's the bait and switch that they do, Joe, because they sell you, when you go to like the websites to check out the cheapest tickets, they're always the cheapest. But when then you get there, it's like, oh, you want to pick your seat? That'll be another X amount of dollars. Oh, you want to do this? You want to bring an extra bag on? Or you want to bring a bag on? That's X more dollars. And then it ends up being the same as if you took like JetBlue or something. Okay, let's continue here. So Knife to the back of their fucking heads, bastards. Fuck douches they, they get the knife to the back of the head for sure tonight spirit, so, spirit air so she talks about how long she's been married but uh i kind of zoned out a little bit in the scene because i know this guy's dead but we get a good scene between her and him and he talks about giving up on being human finding love and it brought him back to be alive blah 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 and michonne gets that look and we mentioned this before like she's thinking about her family her group and the connection she has with them so then we get Glenn carrying a girl, that girl, and he's uh, he talks to the guy. Nick is uh, carrying another guy, and they're basically saying we're talking about how we need a place to stop to bandage these people up, and we can't just stop in the open. As they head into sort of a town square, they see a bunch of cars, and they say, "Let's check to see if any of these cars work." As uh, as the two injured people just kind of stand awkwardly by <laughs> everybody else. I hope that one of them was gonna was gonna start up for him, didn't you? Yeah, me too. I, I was hoping. And we actually had uh, we had a moment with Rick Grimes tonight where the, the thing wouldn't start. And I was screaming at the screen. Rick, it's like close to Back to the Future Day. Why don't you bang your head against the dashboard to start that thing, Rick? Right, you know. You didn't. You tried everything about that. Uh, Bill says, I was sitting on the plane before we taxied out and I watched the bag handlers load the bags and they were dropping them, uh, dropping people's elbows on the bags and shitting on them. <laughs> True story. They epsell you like crazy, says Corey, but it's better than riding in the cat carrier, I suppose. <laughs> oh, gosh. The girl pissed me off on how she hurt her legs, says Adafan. OD Music. Hey, first time catching you guys live. Welcome, OD. Thank you so much for joining us live. Great to have you. Great to have everybody that's joining us live in the chat. And if you guys are watching us live and you're enjoying us, the bullshit that we're talking about, and you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button, all that crazy stuff to help our video grow and help the channel keep growing. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out live and helping us so keep growing. We do appreciate it so much. So, so Glenn and Michonne, are, Glenn goes to Michonne, I need to get home, but I'm not leaving them behind. Michonne says, listen, we're already ahead of the herd. We can make it. Nick and Heath talk for a second. Heath says, uh, we're halfway home. This is where it happened to Nick. And, uh, and we, get the, we, get, we get the impression that they have this other thing going on, that Nick hasn't only been a douchebag to Glenn and our, our team. Uh, Nick, Nick has gotten a lot of other people from Alexandria killed on missions that he's brought people on. He, well, yeah, I, I wasn't kind of getting that between the two of them. I think... Nick heard what the guy was not not Nick. I get the, this is what the guy was saying earlier in the woods. See, like, I oh, got Nick the vibe. Joe, I got the vibe that he was saying that Nick did a father Gabriel of some sort. That yeah, he I didn't get that, that yeah. he he left because this is why I say we did because later on Nick says this is blah blah. He's nineteen years old. He's a guy no, I left. Here. That was with that was okay. See, that was when he was alone with Glenn, and Glenn's kind of like his. Uh, his confessor because he knows what Keith has done in the past, what, what Nick has done in the past. But what Heath was asking him was how did our friend, like, cause Heath just got back. He just came. To how the did gate, Aiden what? die? Cause he mentioned Aiden in this moment. 
Right. He wanted to know how everybody died when that day that Noah died as well. Yes. And to answer your question, Carl, uh, yes, for the uh, what uh, Bill says, right, for uh, for Walking Dead. Yes, uh, it is our record high for people joining us live. Walking Dead by the end of uh, se- last season, we're up around, uh, I think, 200. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes. Game of Thrones. But thank you, everybody, for making this the high- our highest live audience that we've had for Walking Dead. High watermark. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, so I, Bill says I love Daryl but we have a few haters love Daryl says Dom if Glenn was getting eaten he would have bled in his mouth Bianca says Daryl is so overhyped and I think that's I think a lot of people's problem with Daryl is more the it's okay there's some bands I'm fans of that I like the band but I hate the fans of the band because they're like dude how can you listen to any other music but this band because like this band's all there is and it doesn't it doesn't Sometimes it makes me feel horrible about the band itself because I hate the fans. And I think that's the case with Daryl sometimes. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the Daryl character, but Daryl fans are really some of the vocal majority of Game of Thrones fans. And I mean, I'm not talking about the people that Walking like him. Walking Dead fans. Walking Dead fans. I keep doing that. <laughs> uh, but da- it's, uh, it's, I'm, blaming, I'm blaming this. I'm blaming yep. the, the oh fact my gang. That, yeah, I'm blaming Oh, the, my gang. I'm blaming that I can't, uh, that I can't drink Walking Dead beer tonight. But yeah, it's the fangirls and boys of Daryl that I hate. I don't blame him for that. Except, perf- that's exactly what I'm saying. It's the fangirls and boys that of the Daryl that are horrible. Not the people that just hey, like I've got to say it. I'm a fanboy of Daryl. I have the motorcycle toy. You're a I fan. Have- you're not a fanboy. There's a difference. I gush Daryl, all right? <laughs> you're, you're dripping Daryl? I think he's tooling around on his fucking motorcycle. Dude, I got a little wet. I got to say. I, like, I can feel the vibrations of my old hog. I had a Yamaha, but what about your hog, Joe? You're I'm an angry zombie right now. <laughs> Made me really miss my motorcycle. That's all I know. <laughs> really miss. You're it. like, he's got two. Fuck him. Joe, do you have the angel wings leather jacket? If not, you're not a real fanboy. No, but my girlfriend has angel wings tattooed on her back. Yeah, for Daryl. She did that specifically. No, she didn't. Well, she did that many, many, many years, years ago. Many years before but... Daryl existed. But we'll, we'll say, we'll, 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 we'll blame it on Daryl. We'll say Katie did it for Daryl. Kate, well, yeah. So. So it's. Well, Daryl did it for Katie. So the, so there you go. So yeah, exactly. Daryl, Daryl is a, Daryl's a Katie Crow fan. So. Glenn and, uh, Glenn and Michonne come over and say that all the cars don't work. Heath says, Nick, you know where we are. Lead the way. And uh, oh, continue. And they all look like the walking dead going down the street. Nick's looking extra slimy in this episode, as I wrote my notes at this point. So they find the idiot kid, uh, Sagus or whatever his name was, Sturgis, that shot the dude in the leg. And he's dead. Well, on they the find ground. his hat first, right? They find his hat first, yeah. And then he's just uh, he's he's shot in the leg in the ground. And they say in this episode, the he's not shot in the leg. He's the guy that yeah. Shot he's the, the guy that shot guy him in the leg, but he, he's getting eaten. He's like, getting eaten by the zombies. And, they, and Nick starts to zone out, watching like all the zombies eating, tearing him apart. Now, <laughs> read the chat, Dom. That's a bike orgasm for you, Joe. Yeah, uh, Johnny Rico says when Daryl dies, I want to see him as a zombie cruising on his bike. I bet we get that. I bet we get he that. At least should have found himself a helmet. No, he's like he's like you know like super cool without the helmet, just driving around with the helmet. I mean, teaching bad lessons to a generation of people. Yeah, I guess if you're gonna go down in a horrible motorcycle accident, 
like, and you're going to sustain all these like bodily injuries. You're saying I that to pray that your head gets bashed in too. <laughs> again, you're saying that specifically because if people didn't know, which why should they know? Uh, Joe had a motorcycle for a while, but he got basically bumped by some asshole while I he got was cut driving off and went into the back of him. Yeah, and, and someone and he got into a pretty pretty. I mean, you're you're generally okay now because of it, but it was a pretty bad accident. I broke my foot, my ankle. Yeah, it could have been worse. My ankle. Yeah, it could have been worse, but yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Nick's looking extra. Like if it was or was, if it wasn't, it wasn't. But the moral of the story is, I really want another motorcycle. Yeah, the moral of the story is, in the crow, the crow squawks in his air every time. Now, remember when you got? Remember? No, 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 no. no she's no, all for it. She is. She is all for it. She knows that if that's how I go out, that's how I go out, and it's going to be with a smile on my face. Let's put a smile on it. And hopefully, face. hopefully, it won't be you know just a paralyzing or a head injury where yeah. I you know who the hell gave Str- who the hell gave Strudel or whatever the fuck his name was a gun? Says Corey Mitchell. That's a good goddamn fucking question. Who gave this idiot this kid that's wet behind the ears and I know right? Out? Everybody's got to have a gun if they leave. Any do any guy named Sturgis is just gonna f- screw the pooch. You know, a guy like that's not making it. <laughs> Strudel. 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 Yeah. Joe, what's your blood type? I may need a kidney, says Christian. <laughs> oh, that, well, I'm not telling you that in case you're actually some uh some psycho murderer that's been stalking is gonna steal Joe's kidneys in the night. He'll <laughs> break into his house, be like, my guy just wanted to know the blood type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a bike, Joe, like a horse. You need to ride right, again. Well, just, so, just so y'all know, I'm selfish, and I did not. I am not an organ donor. Oh yeah. I don't want them to harvest me before I'm gone. I'm glad you're making that public to our friends. My parents, yeah. my parents know, and Katie knows, and my brothers know, and everybody knows that that shit will be up for grabs. But it ain't. It ain't going to be on my license if if nobody's there to say something. They're not going to be like, well. Let's just take him anywhere. He's all, you know, <laughs> look at his head. It's caved in. Oh, my gosh. There's a little boy upstairs that needs a kidney, and there's a little girl that needs a, a new heart. Let's do it. So, no, fuck that. So Nick keeps, Nick keeps leading the way. Nick's looking like a junkie in this scene, and it leads them right into a pack that are eating Sturgis. And then Glenn's like, fuck this. I'm leading the way. But we see that, excuse me, they're getting all boxed in. And Nick is just freaking out this whole time. Looks like as they head into a pet store and they creep around as we see the kitty cases. And Michonne says, stay quiet. We'll stay here and it'll be all right. And Heath gets into her face and Heath starts getting in her face and yelling at her about, you know. Yeah, I heard what Rick said to you. You're going to just ditch us here in the pet store. Glenn already left. You're just going to leave and follow him. We know what your plan is. Now, shut the fuck up and and don't. You heard what Rick said. Rick said, "Don't fucking die. Keep up, or you're gonna, or you, or the rest of us might have to leave you." That's what Rick fucking said. Rick didn't say shoot them in the leg so that we can get away. Rick said, "Do what you can, save who you can, but don't die trying to save them if they can't know enough to save them fucking selves at this point." Get back. Do your best to see what's going on and help who's back there. There's gonna be twenty five thousand zombies walking up on them any minute. Like. The one person that dies in your group is not worth everybody else back in town dying because you and Glenn, two very capable soldiers, don't get your fucking asses back there. 
if these people are going to die on the way back to town, what good are they going to be at town fighting real people or a horde of fucking zombies? That's what he's saying, you stupid moron. Ren says, Joe, don't you want to die in your own bed at the age of 80 with a belly full of wine and a girl's mouth around your cock? Come on, wouldn't that be better than the motorcycle? Um, Almost. <laughs> and Be- Bill says, I will donate my penis to Theon if I die. <laughs> Although that is a great Tyrion quote. That's like the second way, best way to die. The best way to die would be doing something you love. And that, like... Really, riding my motorcycle is like is damn close to. Okay, uh, so let me amend it. Riding my woman at the age of eighty. <laughs> at the age of eighty, on a motorcycle with a belly full of wine and your and a woman's mouth on your cock. So Listen, I'm also a little realistic. At the age of eighty, really, I'm gonna have a cock that can get hard enough for a woman to put her mouth around it. Joe. Shit. It's already almost shriveled and gone now. Hey, too much, team, team, too much information about your shriveled up penis. <laughs> I have a visual for that. I don't want to see that. I don't Come on, dude. We know each other too well. We've been in a locker room together, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say that. We've been in some weird situations together, dude. That's not fit for the audience here, okay? <laughs> We've known each other a long time, dude. <laughs> we know each other really well <laughs> so anyways i am a grower not a shower <laughs> he is he definitely is and i don't want to tell you why i know that so <laughs> so we continue uh glenn says he has a plan to burn one of the buildings down and maybe a few of them to draw the zombies away what do you think of glenn's burning buildings down plan i w- <laughs> fire i don't understand why they don't have torches why like this isn't like standard equipment in the zombie apocalypse we know fire distracts zombies like burning torches should be like uh, like you're going out even if it's daytime you can set shrubbery on fire as you run away guess what that's going to do joe people going to draw the zombies over to the fire and and let you run away <laughs> like these are like sure you might you know set up the forest on on fire but still it's going to be better than maybe dying by a zombie <laughs> everyone right? come on like Everyone's standard equipment, everybody. Joe in the chat, everyone's reminding you of Viagra. Corey Mitchell, I'll sum it all up in Corey Mitchell's comment. The South might not rise again, but my penis at 80 shall. (laughs) (laughs) That sums up all the comments. A couple people said Viagra in there, but let's sum it all up with one final comment. That's if my heart heart (laughs) is good enough to take the Viagra at age 80. That's true. I've led a a, a pretty rough young life, so. I think I'd I'd rather, not not to go too down this too far down this rabbit hole but i think i'd rather do the reebok pump rather than the uh the pills because i wouldn't want to depend on the drugs i'd rather something that like will consistently work you know something yeah, the more pump is good I, something I more had the pump. something more technical you know something more scientific or or getting to the data star trek point where i can have a positronic penis if i can get to the positronic penis point of data where he can you know do tasha yar with the uh with his pot with the that boy named the hero named Data, you can't understand. He's got the hero strength of the Vulcan, but the strength of tenth men with his penis, his android stuff. Anyways, his so, mighty android penis. His mighty android penis. Okay, so enough talking about Data's Data's stuff. So we continue. Joe had a friend who had the pump. <laughs> I did. Someone's... I did. He he's he was a good friend. He was a good friend. You know, we don't want to know. We don't want to know how good of a friend he was, but he is a good friend. Uh, Tim, well, at 80, I will have a steel rod put in my cock. 
<laughs> at 80, if you're embarrassed that you have a hard on wherever you are, you haven't lived a good enough exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> at 80, you've earned the steel that. Steel rod is the way to go, Tim. You've earned That's it. Absolutely the way to go. Now, fuck that. I'm just going to keep it erect at all times with yeah. the steel rod. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll try. Rick, Richie, Richie A has a good point. What the, how do we get the penis talk? I don't even know how we got here. They call so, that the real Ricker right there. So let's continue here. So Glenn says, uh, we're going to burn down a building. And uh, Michonne says, uh, I'll do it, Glenn. You've got a wife. And he goes, I have a wife. That's why I'm doing it. Huh? Yep. I don't, I don't to get To save her. To save her? I know, but still, why not have Michonne do it? Or at least him and Michonne go and do it together. But I guess. If they leave Nick, they're all dead. Those those others are dead. It's true. It's true. They need at least one of the A team to stay with the group. You're you're right. So so anyway, so Glenn says, get them back. We have a job to do. Michonne is like, no way. And Glenn's like, I gotta do it. And Glenn's gonna do it. So Nick says, I know a store where we can get the supplies to get the gasoline. I'm coming with you. And Glenn says, fine. After Nick off Nick initially offers to draw him a map, and Glenn's like, No, you're coming with me. So Glenn, uh, they head out and, uh, and yep. I don't know. I, Michonne does not think Glenn's hundred percent safe, but he heads off anyways. So we cut off to, after our commercial break, we see, uh, <laughs> data's USB plug. <laughs> Dude, chronic. I like that. So we go to see Rick running and this is one of our shots we got from our preview trailer of season six. And we see him running. We get, he gets a call from Glenn who gives him the word of what the plan is to burn down the places and to look for the smoke cloud. It will be my sign. Kind of like Batman. Just look for my sign. And, <laughs> and Rick rolls up in a bunch of walkers and, and he kills a bunch of them. And for old time's sake. What happens here? What do you mean what happens in this situation? Rick, so there's three walkers eating someone. Yep. Right, random out of nowhere, and like some some guy was walking down the street near Alexandria or one of the wolves or something, and this guy's getting eaten. Okay, so Rick runs up and he he starts killing them all, and he injures himself. How he punches just, he punches one, and from this is what I uh, this is what I was told from Stephanie because I didn't see this too because I was taking notes, and uh, Stephanie said he punched a walker through the face and like bloodied his hand while he was punching one through the face. See, I wasn't sure if he got bit or if there was one of them that had like a sword through his head and that when he went to spin it around and pull the machete out of its head, did he cut himself with the machete? I, I honestly don't. Like it's one of those scenes just in, inside baseball here, as some people say, uh, behind the scenes. I'm going to go watch this tomorrow morning when I wake up. And on my rewatch viewing where I don't have to take notes. So I kind of missed visually what happened in that moment. So I don't know exactly how it played out. I th I had it again. I'm going all by what Stephanie said after the fact. Where I'm like, why is in the next scene when we see Rick's hand all bloody? I was like, why is he's, Rick's? I mean, he's making a deal of it throughout the rest of the time we see him. He's making a deal out of his hand. Is oh, injured. Bill says I think Rick's knife broke in his hand and he cut himself. Is okay, what so it was when the knife broke, not when he pulled the other knife out of the Bill like the knife that was in the zombie. Uh, Rich, Richie A says up. Rick cut himself. Bill says he looked like he had maybe a flimsy knife and it broke on impact. I'm pretty sure he cut himself. OD Music says, I'm pretty sure he cut himself with his broken knife. I could be wrong, though. Dude Chronic says Rick grabbed the walker and the knife was sticking out the front. Oh, okay, so the knife was sticking out of a walker and he grabbed it and kind of grabbed on the knife. Okay, so I'm, I'm hoping it's to show that, like, you know, shit happens, you get injured and stuff like that, and, like, 
Rick's just not immune to like little injuries too. Mm. But uh, you know, I'm wondering if this is a catalyst to like some comic book stuff that uh, that yeah that. that if you don't want to know spoilers to the comic books, you have five, four, three, two, one. Rick loses and possibly the show. Yeah, and the show. Rick loses his hand in the comics and gets in. So some people are speculating that this might be the lead up to him actually losing his hand. Like I was wondering if he was about to chop off his hand because it got bit or because maybe like he cut it on the bloody knife that was that he pulled out of the the zombie and maybe he thought he would get infected that way. Mm. And like, John, I was pretty worried. John Riley has some interesting information about Andrew Lincoln. Apparently he doesn't watch his scenes after he films them. He, he can't view them. It's similar to uh, some actors are like that. And I understand that it's hard to watch yourself as anyone who knows who's ever recorded their voice. When you try to listen back to your voice, I don't care. I can't watch our show, Phil. You can't because you can't hear yourself, right? You're like, no, I got no problem with my it's voice. Me. It's, it's me. It's me, right? More, it's me. No, it's just I, I, I don't know. I like I can watch for like two or three minutes, but I think I that's like a, I think start that's smiling too much and thinking about what I look like and and <laughs> oh, did it really say that? You're so be- you're so beautiful, Joe. Don't worry about that. I think I think that's how most people feel about our show. They watch for two. Like, yeah, I always fuck these guys. Yeah, no, these guys. Yeah, these guys are fucking assholes. Screw these dudes. I hate them. No, I I hear what you're saying. It's tough to watch yourself. So I get I get where Andrew Lincoln's coming from that point. I, in the couple of like videos I've watched of myself acting in plays or things like that, it's that it's would be t- even worse. This is just me talking. Tough. Never mind trying to be something I'm not. <laughs> the voice of Judge Binks. Yeah, whenever I hear my voice, I sound like Judge Binks. Misa Judge Binks. Misa Misa Phil. This is my podcast. Uh, okay, so we get. So he gets a call from Glenn who gives him the word. We see him kill a bunch of walkers uh, and Rick continues. Then we see the group of Michonne and crew bandaging up the wounded. Uh, Oh, okay. So he cut himself on the machete, says Bill. Corey says, I think Michael Roker was on after he died not long after. Rick was, Gypsy says, Rick was holding the zombie's chest and his hand seemed to pull up and hit the machete that was wedged in the zombie's chest that stabbed in the head. That's what I thought happened, but like I... I thought, did I blink? Did I miss something? His hand was close to the mouth. Yeah. Did he get bit? Like, what just happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, I was weird. freaking out a It was bit. weird for a second. Terry Chan, have a very awesome night, my friend. Uh, sweet dreams. Have, I have to go to bed, guys. Night. Love you guys. Love the chat. Only thing I want to add is why the fuck didn't they mercy kill that one guy who got stuck between the fence and the walker? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good uh, she question. She didn't even make an attempt to grab at the... Uh... At the at the note either. No, she didn't. And I, and how bad does she feel for not picking up, not taking that note when she could? Right. I mean, no, she was like, "Oh shit, let me rub this stuff off." Yeah, yeah. I don't want any proof that I fucked up the pooch on this one. What do you mean he died? Yeah, he said he loves you. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah. But do we know if she even survived the wolf attack? She might have been one of the people eaten by the wolves. We True. Re- we really don't know. There was a Is that lo- the one that died on the on the stretcher from the. Uh... It could have been. It could have been. I forget. Did he say her name? I, that that yeah, the a... name was mentioned. I think, mm. but I didn't catch. I can't remember that, it. That would actually make a lot of sense, Joe. That if that was the same person, and that would be fitting. That would be that would be emotionally fitting if that woman that died from Denise. Kind of would be. And uh, Don Blass is neither one of them has to like live without the other one after finding the love or whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Betsy Go through it all over again. Okay. Betsy was his wife's name. Do we, does anyone remember? Thank you guys in the chat. Does anyone remember the woman that died from Denise's hand that Denise tried to operate on last week? Was that Betsy Holly? Okay. Thank you, Tim. So no, it was not the same person. Holly died. Betsy was the wife. So Betsy might still be alive. Betsy, the one that gets uh, hatcheted. 
um, to I'm, death? I'm not sure. I, we did, if we'd show we didn't get a name on Is her. Is Betsy the one that gets that Carol puts out of her misery behind the house? Let's hope. No, I definitely know that that's not Betsy, because that's Mrs. Niedermeyer. But I mean, I guess it could be Betsy Betsy Niedermeyer, because Mrs. Niedermeyer was the one complaining about the pasta maker, as we learned from Aaron last season. <laughs> oh my god how do i retain this bullshit how do i remember this crap okay i don't know i don't know it's horrible so we see a group of michonne and crew bandaging up uh annie wants to just stay annie is the girl she's slowing them down Heath is like no annie we're all coming back and that other dude is also like i think his name is scott he's like you need to leave it's stupid for you to carry me i'm friggin' dying i mean i'm dead i'm just you know i'm just extra baggage why are you even bringing me don't bring me this is stupid and and i gotta again i said this earlier but i have to appreciate annie and scott for being direct about this i think they're right i think they were they are they are absolutely right joe and i hear where heath is coming from he hasn't really dealt with a world like this before he's always brought back people for the most part you get the feeling at least people he's cared about maybe lost one or two people but in this situation heath is being way too emotional and Michonne and them, surprisingly, the people that are going through this, because I feel like I'd want to be like that, but I feel like I'd more be like the crying pile of mess. Oh my God, what's going on to me? I'm going to die. Like, you'd have to put me out of my misery, because I don't think I'd be that cool about it. I'd be like, oh my God, what the fuck's going to happen? No, I think, I think you would be at this point. You think I'd accept it after a while? I think I'd just be like, yeah. I mean, you, you're two years in, unless you're in Heath's shoes, if you're in Rick's, Rick's group's shoes. You're cool. If you're not, if you're in their shoes, you might not be, you might be more like the Nick. Yeah, that's true. Was Betsy the smoking lady who got macheted? Maybe that might've been Betsy, the, 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 uh, the, the woman that was smoking. That could have been, that could have been Betsy. You're, you're Fred, you're John, you're Christopher Titus. What? Titus. I love that show. Titus. That's Stacy Keach at his best. If anyone hasn't watched the show Titus, it's uh Stacy Stacy Keach at his best. Tasty, yeah, tasty taste. Oh, fear the black hat, John. Are you making a fear the black hat reference? My peanuts. I love fear the black hat. I was actually watching that the other night. Surprisingly, I just try to stay realistic. They're holding back. Uh, Corey, this should. Oh, sorry, I'm just reading. Uh, reading interactions, not comments. Okay, we have it. We do have a comment from Twitter. Uh, Phil, Joe, love the show. Can't wait till next week. Next week is going to be 90 minute show. All Morgan. Are you excited for an all Morgan episode? Am I excited for an all Morgan episode? Yeah, I'm because I feel like there's a lot of backstory to tell in Morgan. And I feel like he's such a great actor. He could totally carry an episode and I'm expecting it, but I have a feeling the show I, I, I don't necessarily believe previews, and I think the fact that they're showing it and making it seem like it's going to be an all-Morgan episode, I don't think we're going to get, like, a Governor Beth at the Hospital episode. I think we're going to get mostly a Morgan episode, but I have a feeling we might get a little bit more progression on this storyline, a little bit more of of uh, of what's going on in Alexandria and a little bit more of counterbalanced with Morgan's past with what Morgan's doing in Alexandria. I want right to know what was in the bag. What was, ah, oh, what was in the bag? What's in the poop bag? What's in the bag? Mrs. Mrs. Nipplemeyer. I'm sorry. Not, not Nita Meyer. Nipplemeyer. Thank you, Corey. 
<laughs> the dumb brother the dumb brother was in Resident Evil's second movie. Uh Ada fan says the machete kill was hilarious and it was out of nowhere. I, yeah. I agree. I, I thought that was really awesome and just the way it visually uh the way Carol saw it and then just sort of turned her hat around all oh, Sylvester Stallone and over the top and just kind of put on Rambo mode and just went into yep. action. So uh so Scott's his name and uh is the guy that got shot and he says Heath is like we've got your back we're gonna all t- always take people we're all gonna stay together like we always have Michonne's yeah like, because we don't leave people behind and Michonne I, I kind of talked about this conversation earlier I jumped the gun on when this happened and it actually happens here where Michonne just takes note of this and looks at him like what bitch what are you trying to yeah. say what'd you say bitch what'd you just say to me and Michonne kind of checks out the animals and then she goes to Heath and she goes, she go, and I love Michonne because she doesn't, if she has a problem or she thinks you have a problem, she's not going to, there's no bullshit going on. She's just going to get in your face. She's like, hey, you got a problem with me? What the yeah. fuck? What the fuck's your problem with me, asshole? Well, well, here's the thing. She's smart enough to know that communication is what, what needs to happen. You can't not talk about the shit that that's going on or we'll all die. <laughs> we can't open up this door and try to make a run for it. Yeah, if Joe. If we're not all on the same page here, Joe, think about it. Think how awful it would be. What kind of sh- zombie show we'd be dealing with if our none of our main characters ever communicated? It's like we've never seen a show like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corey Mitchell, man, it would be a good backstory for the whole: Is Glenn alive or dead? We'll take away from it. I'll be in the last five minutes. You'll probably see the Glenn conclusion. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. That you're gonna get, you are gonna get to see some sort of reaction for the Glenn thing next week. Joe has kind of convinced me to Glenn being alive, says Corey. Well played, sir. And John Riley calls us out. You guys talking about Fear the Walking Dead? And uh, Dom says that's when Michonne sort of bitch slapped him. And I agree. She kind of did. She verbally bit- bitch slapped him. She, Excuse me. She, uh, listen, she gave <laughs> basically the same speech Abraham gave in that it is an ocean of shit, a vast ocean, ocean of, of shit. shit out there. Uh, it, that is so much shit you don't swear a lot. Yep. I- I'm not going to argue with you. Thank-, thank you for what. They're like, I stopped. Well, I love you guys, but you swear too much. And I, I-, I-, I curb my swearing. 40 hours a week while I'm at work being professional. Yeah, this, this is, is not my professional no, gig. This is if your some, fun. If some producer out there wants to pay me hundreds of thousand dollars a year to not swear and do this show, I will be happy to do it. <laughs> exactly. Excuse our fucking language, but if you want to pay us not to swear, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. You want to give us money, we'll G-rate this shit. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. I work with. But we're all adults here, and if you're not, then shame on your parents for not putting the blocks up on your computer. Yeah, John, what are you talking? You're saying what contest? What contest are you talking about that I need to try out for? Explain to me what this is going on. I'll try it. I love you and your swearing, says Apulia. I love you, Apulia. You're fucking awesome. Dom says the the fuck word, f word, is my favorite fucking favorite word. Preach, Joe. Yeah, so I want to say to you, I appreciate you saying you love what we have to say. We have a lot of good insight, but you can't get past the swearing. We apologize. I actually don't apologize for that. You know, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Go fuck yourself. Go hug yourself. Excuse me. Go Go hug yourself. Go hug yourself. 
We love and appreciate your profanity. That makes your show so real. There's Phil asking for money again. <laughs> You're damn right, motherfucker. Pay me. <laughs> pay me. I love you. Big Kev. Fuck you. Pay me. Fuck you. Pay me, motherfucker. Miss Niedermeyer got it with a machete. Uh, says, uh, says Sinfan. Thank you so much for the comments. Yeah, blah, blah. Talking Dead has a contest where you can try out for a chance to host the show with the Nerdist. I'd love to fucking host the show. I, I cur- see. I'd curb my language for that. I'd say frickin' oh, yeah. and poop instead of I, shit. I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I'm sorry. I love At Midnight. I love the talking shows. I'm I like him better. I like him. Be- not to get too far down that route. I, I too enjoy Chris Hardwick. Uh, his stand up. I enjoy his stand up, and I like At Midnight. I don't always like MTV Chris Hardwick. Like what I remember from him, like singled oh, out. Yeah, no, that was a di- that was a long time ago. First off, that was like twenty something years ago. Yeah, but it's everybody like, was different twenty. Everyone years ago, was different so. twenty years ago. Yeah, well, some people were. <laughs> Most of us. For one fuck ass shit cut motherfucking cocksucker tits. Thank you, John. Uh for his uh Carlin impression there. You uh you can censor, but only for money. Exactly. Exactly. That's the American way. Yep, exactly. We'll censor this shit for money, motherfucker. We don't care. But yeah, I I, I gotta say I'm with you, Joe. I like I like Chris Hardwick. I think he's I think he's a funny guy. I think he does a good job. Uh the only time I didn't like him was in Br- when he did the talking bad. I like to I like Felt like he would, they were grasping at straws. They, they felt they like did it. They felt like they forced him to do it. Yeah, they felt like again? they forced him to do it. Like like yeah. AMC was like, "Oh, Breaking Bad's pop. We need you to do a talking ba- talking bad." And he's like, "Hey, hi, I'm here for a talking bad. Yeah, sure." Yeah, I think he was definitely a fan of the show, and I don't think he really minded doing it. But it felt rushed. It felt like it was last minute, and they've. And it's a it's a good little thing they have that they no, can do after I, no, I some did, of their hit shows. Do, and don't get me wrong, like I dig. I just wish that, and it hasn't been a case this year. I wish that when the show or when things like next year they're going to do a whole recap every week of Fear the Walking Dead. And I just wish when occasionally things were bad, they'd call it out more. You have to get a guest on there that's willing to call out when they don't like stuff. Like occasionally when yeah. Slash has been a guest, I've heard him say, "Well, I really thought that was shit." Or Kevin Smith's done it a couple of times where that doesn't quite make sense. Where Chris Hardwick on that show curbs his honesty a little bit, where he's just all like, "Everything's Sometimes awesome." He comes out with some with some stuff, but yeah, I think you're right for the most part. Absolutely. Mm. And he kind of he kind of has to. He can't bash the show or Lola, the show welcome Lola. ratings if he points out yeah, absurdities and that couldn't jeopardize the don't show. Don't get that me he's wrong. Doing. I think he's hilarious. I love you know he's he's amazing. One of the quickest minds and co- like, but he's in a situation there where he can't really call them out when they make mistakes, right? Because they're paying his bill. He can't be like, oh hey, what were you thinking with that writing right there in Fear of the Walking Dead? That was shit. You know right. he can't he can't say that. To, uh, to the writers, he just can't. Agreed. Anyways, but I but I do like him. I think I think he's uh, I think he does a good job, and uh, and I love At Midnight. At, Mid- At Midnight's fucking hilarious, especially when they have the right organization, right right group of guests. So yeah. so Michonne's like, you got a problem with me? And he's like, I'm just looking out for my people. He says, I heard what Rick says. We kind of already talked about all this. So we go over to Rick set and she gets in his face about it. So we go over to Glenn and Nick. We see a walker under a car and Glenn goes in to kill. And Nick says, that should be me that handles him. He was one of my crew that I lost. He was 19. We left him behind. Glenn says, you're not that guy anymore that left him behind. You're helping me now. You're doing good work now. 
No, Glenn, he's not. He's still that guy. He's still a douchebag. Bad call on Glenn's part. Glenn Lett wants to like people too much. Yeah, I think this was this is um where I think Aaron had the epiphany last week of you can't bring people back to town anymore. You can't we can't be going out and looking for people because look what happened. We lost the bag with all this information and these people took it and came and attacked us. So he had that epiphany. I think this is Glenn's like you can't save every some people just can't be the warrior that you need them to be in this world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, do you accept people for what they are? And everyone has a, a role to fill in the sense of some people need to be the healers. Some people need to be the tanks here in this world. Some people need to be the uh, crafters and like someone like Eugene, for instance, doesn't help a lot on the action point, but he's going to help with, with, with plans and different things like that. Uh, so far, all he's done is talk a game. Um, so I think, uh, no matter what, yeah, everybody has a role, but everybody also needs to know how to fill every other role. It's like, just because you are the right tackle on the team, doesn't mean you're not going to know how to play the guard position. You've got to know how to fill that role. Should someone go down? You've got to period, plain no. and simple. We got to train y'all to do it. So you think in this world, everyone needs to be a multitasker. Absolutely. Everybody needs to be out gardening. Everybody out needs to be out building a wall. Everybody out needs to be out learning how to shoot guns. Everybody needs to learn how to cook. Everybody needs to clean. Everybody needs to do laundry. Everybody knows that the dice are no, loaded. There's no like, I'm the mayor, so I just delegate <laughs> and then go sit in my house. And he's the architect, so he just tells everybody to go out and build. And this is how to do it. And he's a builder, so he's just going to go out and build. And that's it. Like, no, there's, there can't be any of that, like... Like being a doctor is one thing. You that's knowledge you gained pre-apocalypse. It's invaluable, but you need to be teaching at least one or two other people in there. There has to be somebody with you learning, imparting that knowledge on someone. So she if you're good at a skill, everyone learn. needs a pad one. Everyone needs someone that they're constantly training. Yep. And there needs to be classes for all this shit. If you're if you have three hours off, you know, Carol's gonna be teaching everybody how to make fucking kick ass casseroles tonight. <laughs> Tomorrow night, Rick's gonna be teaching everybody how to fucking shoot. Like everybody needs to be taking classes on everything to learn how to survive in the apocalypse. Oh, when this shit starts going down, you got fucking idiots shooting their gun off in their friend's leg. We got we got Tim, Tim and Lola, the the uh the best shit buddies we got in the chat. They're great team lola martin says isn't there a major artery in the left hand the one that is used to test the radial pulse if so how would that affect rick with the wound he's received he could definitely he bleed up not hit the artery it doesn't look like he's bleeding like an arterial wound and uh carl says is that running if it was an arterial wound or a vena wound or whatever like and he's doing all that running down the street a 3k a 5k or whatever like he's a dead man like no rag's gonna stop that from yeah he's a dead man so that's not i don't think it's that bad it's it's a bleeder let's jump it hurts in, but let's jump in the chat some more carl says pattern on the walking dead is when a character shows humanness they die i.e tyrese glenn will morgan die next i do think again if you saw the uh prediction video i do think little uh morgan is definitely gonna de die by the end of the season i think that's a that's almost a sure bet uh Anyways, Sonia says Nick didn't turn. He shot himself in the head. Glenn's smearing himself with Nick's blood. Won't hide him. Glenn is dead. Comes back in flashbacks. 
Uh, he survived. Okay, all- because he shot himself in the head does not mean he's dead yet. There's a lot of people that survive head wounds, headshot wounds, uh, bullet, bullet, bullets to the head, arrows to the head, lots of stuff like that. So although there was, a, you know, he just might not be dead yet. He might be about to die. His heart still might be beating. So yeah, there you but go. He, he did shoot shit, himself in the head. Shit happens, though. right? He shot himself in the head, though. But uh, right, and most 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 people who shoot themselves like that end up not like. There's a lot of like, you're gonna take off a chunk of the top and not kill yourself. Like, there's a lot that can go wrong with shooting. Even when you shoot yourself like this, most a lot of people shoot themselves through the cheek. Like, it doesn't always work good. You know, there's a lot of pressure that takes to pull that trigger on a lot of guns. You know, you're trying to get angles right. You know, <laughs> thinking straight. Like, there's a lot that can go wrong. Like we see in uh, what's that movie there with Norton and Brad Pitt? that we don't want to talk about so oh yeah uh i know uh fight fight club oh rule number one phil come on i'm sorry shit fuck i did it i did it again his name is robert paulson his name is robert 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 paulson Paulson. (laughs) his own guts i hope (laughs) i've been low oh you don't know where i've been oh we got carmine in the motherfucking house welcome buddy how's it going my friend Fuck it, eh? So, so anyway, so, uh, okay. So Nick does his thing, and uh, and we need to go as they uh, as they run back. Uh, everyone's inside. They hear them as the as we get we get an interesting visual from Michonne as we get a great visual of her looking out the window. Michonne gives their plan for attack. They're gonna wait and wait for all the walkers to pass through and then escape. See now, if they had done what those two injured people had said, which was leave us and go now they would have distracted the zombies or killed the zombies that were right on the freaking door in the wall and the herd would not have broken off towards that building and those people would have been safe if they were quiet and just didn't make noise inside that fucking building but no no, no, we don't no. leave anyone behind, even if it's safer to fucking do so. You fucked it. You knew what to do, and you fucked it all up. So, so we go over to Rick, who's running like hell, and we get some more Rick. He's just running. Ah, he's just going crazy, running. And we we finally get to the RV in kill mode, and this is where we get the real shot of his hand all covered in blood from the head pop punch through the walker's head or whatever it was. So then we cut into Michonne with the dude that got bit and uh, and he's trying to give this is the scene where he's trying to give the letter to his wife to Michonne and Michonne refuses the letter. I, I do you think she feels bad about this now? <laughs> I think she uh, yeah, I think she definitely feels bad about it now. Yeah, she, hindsight's 2020. You know what I mean? She fucked it all up. She fucked it all up. Okay, uh, Carmine doesn't mind the Walking Dead spoilers. It's one of the few shows that I don't mind the spoilers. Me neither. Walking Dead, for whatever reason, is something that I usually seek out spoilers because it's in the it's in the presentation of it when it when it when it successfully presents what it's doing to me. That's more important than the actual what what exactly happens on the Walking Dead because it's like we know everyone's gonna die eventually. There, everyone's fucking dead. Or. Do you think? I guess it's a bigger question, Joe. Do you think at the time that The Walking Dead ends, do you think The Walking Dead ends when Rick dies? Um, I, it has potential to continue on through Rick's death. However, it will upset. They would have to do that death 
so perfectly to- that people aren't like jumping overboard because Rick's gone. To me, he's a main draw. He's a he's. I agree, and to me, he's a huge part of the show. To me, we always talk about would you know female some female viewers leave because of the casual viewers leave because of Daryl or some people uh, some people like Tara Chan who loves Glenn so much uh, that would leave because of what happened to Glenn tonight if he actually is dead. It's all the all those things. I think Rick is the only real one. Could the show really continue without Rick? I think that would be the toughest one, personally. Yeah, absolutely. It it would be. It would just be really tough for for the show to actually survive. So uh, she tells him to keep his fucking letter. And then they hear bang, 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 bang as they hear the gunshots. And at first I was like, what the fuck are they hearing? What's going on outside? And then you realize it's the gunshots from last week's episode. Michonne comes to the door and they hear more uh, the bang, bang, bang. And the walkers hear that. And they're kind of being drawn in the area because of the gunshots. Heath is like, they heard it. We need to go now. The herd's coming through here right now. Shit's about to go down. And Michonne, we cut the commercial break with Michonne being like, they're coming. They're fucking coming. Well, we see them too. We see them. And we coming. do. We see them. And and I and this is something that we talked about about last season on the Walking Dead recaps. Already alone in these first couple of episodes, they're really this this super horde that they have is real. They're doing a great job at showing us the scope of it and really showing us this fucking amazing group of walkers that they've gotten together. This great group of extras and that they just they have and it's really successfully adding a lot of tension to the scene here to everything that's going on because they're coming and you know they're coming you forgot about it for a while tonight but they kept reminding you and then you see them and you're like holy shit these motherfuckers are coming it's crazy it's it is and uh, no way he cut off his hand that would be a ton of time with cg same goes with carl getting shot in the eye that's uh they're not gonna that's put a figure too yeah, that's what I figured too, and they've talked about that a little bit. And I want to say I might be making this up, but that Robert Kirkman has said on many occasions he regrets having Rick lose his hand in the comics. I, yeah. I want I might be making I might be making that up, but I thought I thought I heard that. L G- Ellie Giggle, welcome, welcome. I I just saw your name, and that's a Ronnie Clay Music. Glenn's dead. The whole three episode arc was leading to it, a chain reaction of two unexpected events: the truck falling early and the wolves attacking. Johnny Rico says they're eating Nicholas, who fell on top of Glenn. All Glenn has to do now is crawl under the dumpster. Gunshots make the zombies leave soon. That's kind of what Joe was saying. I think ultimately Joe's main point of how Glenn probably probably escaped. There's ways out of this form. You can Houdini this shit. Uh, Glenn, Sonia says, Glenn and Michonne were too soft this episode. Rick was right. Carrying a person that was, that was a bit, yeah, I agree too. And Joe mentioned that earlier too, where those people that were saying, leave us behind were right. Rick would have shot those people in the head. <laughs> Rick would have been like, Don. I don't think he would have shot them in the head, but he would have agreed with them and been like, okay, we're going to leave you. We'll come back for you. Be quiet. Don't make any noise. Like, here's a gun with some bullets. Don't shoot unless you have to. All that, all that shit. Like, and then he would have been like, all right, the rest of us, we're going. Let's go. Like, you absolutely leave them there at that moment because I think there's more of a chance that more of you die if you don't. Sweet dreams like, to Glenn you. And, Glenn and, 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 and Nick going off to burn a building <laughs> down, that was a bad move. I think um, maybe a closer building set any fucking building on fire what does that have to be the fucking grain building across town for 
like do one on the next block over. It's still going to be enough for them to notice the fire and not come after you. <laughs> I wasn't on big screen for that, but if anyone notices the congas just fell down, I like tripped on my chair, letting the cat out and the congas just banged down. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, so as the door opens up, we get a group of walkers. They do as their best as they can to gun them down. And Michonne gets her sword out and starts slashing them down as they head into town. The girl falls down and she ends up getting eaten, which was an interesting, beautiful visual of her getting ripped apart. And uh, we, we see one specific extra that gets a face flash in it uh, as the walkers are heading through the town, as the horde starts piling through. And I just think, again, they did such a great job on <laughs> rest in peace, Congas. <laughs> I thought they did such a great job. Uh, with with the extras and just how visually everything is looking. just looks awesome. Uh, <laughs> Joe, do you have a tattoo on your chest, someone asked? I do. He absolutely does. Uh, Carl, uh, you want to see Joe's chest. Someone wants to see Joe's chest. As the door opens up, they uh, they they try they do their best. So uh, so Nick and Glenn are about to do the thing, but they can't find a building to light on fire. And uh, before they knew it, they look around and they're basically surrounded. So we see Michonne's group about to. So this just goes back and forth. So eventually we get to the point where Nick and Glenn are trapped on either side of a fence and there's just basically nowhere uh, to go. So Glenn has no choice, but he takes up the gun and starts shooting them. And Glenn th and Nick through this whole situation starts just going nutty and starts losing his mind and, and kind of going, just going a little crazy. And uh, there, and Nick and Glenn gets out of bullets and you're just getting a feeling of a pending doom as Nick uh Nick steps away, but there's just tons and tons of walkers. And then we flash over to Heath saving Michonne by killing a bunch. And uh, and Michonne makes it through. And we see Michonne, Heath, and Scott are the only ones that make it through all of that. So then we eventually get to the scene where Nick and Glenn uh, fly off. And they go to the top of that trash thing. And we talked about this a lot tonight. And uh, both are fighting side by side, kicking ass. Nick has a freak out, goes into a bad trip, takes some bad mushrooms or something. I don't know what's going on. And he looks like he's going to hurl. And we suddenly go into slow motion, get a weird visual. And uh, we see that he starts noticing all the snaps of the teeth in people, uh, the walkers leading up to getting ready to kill him. And it looks like he's having about a, a panic attack and he loses it. Glenn's yelling his name, trying to snap him out of it. And Glenn's like, look at me, Nick, look at me. And he eventually shoots himself in the head. When he shoots himself in the head, he falls over and knocks Glenn into the pit and starts getting eaten and eaten by all the walkers. And it just looks like Glenn's being eaten by a thousand walkers. Joe, do you want to talk to, a little bit about what you thought, why you think this scene, what you thought visually in the scene made you think Glenn's alive? When they went after the bullet went into his head or wounded him or shot him dead or whatever we think happened with that bullet, and they both fell off the off the dumpster, I think that Nick fell on top of Glenn, and that is what is being eaten. The camera angle looked kind of like the way the blood and everything was coming off the body. It just didn't seem like it was coming from Glenn's body first off. Um, and really the way it looked like they fell into the crowd, it looked like Nick fell on top of, of Glenn. So I think with, you know, if, if Glenn 
if Nick was still alive when he was getting bit or, you know, has a couple of seconds of life left in him, maybe that goo becomes zombie goo and he, you know, somehow lives through this. I really think he's alive still. Someone, someone just said in the chat, and I agree with this. It would be interesting to see to see a fan edit, and I'm sure it's going to exist at some point. A fan edit of these three episodes in real time, and just like cutting back and forth and everything that's happening at the same time. I think that would be very interesting to watch. Cindy, welcome, Cindy. Cindy says they focused on the word on the word insulation on the truck three separate times. There was insulation sticking out of the dumpster. Glenn is not dead. Interesting. Yeah, he's insulated by by Nick. Good call, Cindy. Good catch, Good catch Cindy. The, the 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 writing was just on the wall, man. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Tom says, but even Nick, even if Nick got eaten first, why not eat Glenn second? This is stupid. <laughs> and uh, Carl says maybe Paul Monroe, i.e., Jesus, saves Glenn. Maybe we know Jesus is showing up at some point. Um, I was screaming, Glenn, just fucking climb the chain fence. What the fuck, says Eli. There was Giggle. zombies on the other side of the fence, too, and there was bobbed wire at the top. Mm. Chain razor wire. So after we come back from the Glenn, apparent Glenn death or Glenn's alive, we come back to the black screen of death, and Michonne's there with Heath and Scott walking back as we get some crazy music or some interesting music. As uh, we get a feeling like Scott might not make it, but they drag him. We get to a body of water. They're like, whatever, as they head through the water. And Michonne looks up and doesn't see the smoke. It kind of starts to get a fe- bad feeling about Glenn. He says that doesn't mean he didn't make it. He's subscribed to the Joe theory. And Michonne says, uh, we need to keep going. The, ho- the horde's still coming. And uh, and you can see in this moment, she looks this is where we talked about. She looks at the note on her hand and she kind of wipes it off because she because she feels bad about it as they trudge through the water. And Heath looks at himself and sees himself covered in blood and connects back to what Michonne was saying at him in the argument that they had where he's never been covered in a friend's blood and not known if it's his Walker's blood or whatever. So Heath is now in that situation, and I think this is supposed to be Heath's transformation to eventually becoming a full-time team member, an A-team member. And it's good to note, too, that Michonne didn't climb over that fence first. She had them go over first. Heath and the injured guy and the injured guy went over first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, bit guy, he doesn't go over first. He goes over last. Like He's already bit. He's already a dead man. He could have, if he had let go sooner, I think Michonne might have got over that wall a little quicker, too. <laughs> Tim, my superpower, I'd, I'd want to have the Orgasmerator, or whatever that thing was called, from Orgasmo. From Orgasmo. Yeah, that, that'd be my superpower if I could have one. I'd have that, or I'd have, like, Bluntman and Chronic's power or something like that. Uh, I love that shot of him covered in blood. Very poetic and well done, says Bill. Bill, Ducronk says, you can climb fences sideways. Do, uh, wait, uh... <laughs> Didn't they play Mario World? Yeah. Didn't they play Mario World or Mario Maker where you can play Mario World? And uh, maybe the zombies fill their stomachs up on Nick and they can't eat anymore by the time they got to Glenn. Uh, Blues. And if he just shuts up, the ones that are surrounded because they're not getting at the body will be distracted by someone and go away. Blue says, sad way for him to go out. Would have been better for him protecting Maggie in some way. Tom says, there are a lot of hungry zombies, though. Nah, me and Joe talked about Joe's superpower. Add it. If a, uh, if a big, yep. big guy super went for... Super speed. Super, super, super speed. Fast, 
10 times faster than the flash can run. Uh, and Corey says, I just, Corey says, I just rewatched the death scene. They're ripping Nick apart. Not unless Glenn has been doing some performance enhancing drugs. And, uh, okay. So we go off, they trudge through the water. Then we go off to Rick in the RV he gets in the walkie talkie to talk to Glenn. No reply, no reply from Tobin. He keeps calling. He gets nothing. Daryl, he calls Daryl. Daryl says he's here at the time that Daryl's already sort of escaping the plan and pretending to still be there as Sasha kind of doesn't wrap Daryl out, as we mentioned. Yeah, and, and he's trying to speed off to get back to town as quick as he can. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And then we hear Rick hearing gun, gunfire from home as he goes on about how they at home can handle it and... Abraham and Sasha, they ain't afraid of, of what's going on. And Rick says, we need to stick to the plan. The herd's almost here. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. So Abraham and Sasha say uh, they kind of give uh, they give Daryl a, a guilt trip in the situation as we hear guns, but no more worries. Yeah, like if you, you know, we may have be able to keep the zombies, but if you leave, you know, the zombies might not stay like we need you. Exactly. So this eventually leads into Rick being, I, I gotta say, I was actually shocked by this moment. Uh, Rick ending up being attacked by two wolves and they, the ones that, the ones that, uh, Morgan, left Morgan chased off that grabbed the gun on his way out. Good job, Morgan. You almost <laughs> got Rick killed. And Lola says she would have the ability to turn invisible, but only if people aren't looking. <laughs> Great mystery man reference. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and so so it was uh it was just it was interesting so rick ends up fighting off these two guys and beating them down and uh it was a really awesome rick moment and watching him oh um, you you for a second you're like is rick not no rick's totally gonna kick these people's asses and uh, we cut to daryl riding and we go to michonne her team's coming back as she draws her sword and everything looks burnt as they head across the road daryl comes back to the plan because he's worried about rick and he hears rick on the walkie-talkie getting attacked so he feels kind of i don't know he feels like he he should he should support rick because rick's getting attacked i'm not sure exactly how no, i think he, he then i think he decides he's now going to go to where rick was but he just go. But he doesn't. He drives back to the plan. He drives back to Sasha and Abraham's because car of, because of the, I think because of the speech that Rick gave. Yeah, maybe, maybe about uh, this isn't for us. This isn't for no, us. We have is, to stick to them. Yeah, we have to stick to the plan. I'm worried about them too. But we have, you know, this is the real problem we have to deal with. So Rick's back to the car after beating down the two guys and the two dudes have passed out in the back beat or dead in the back of the car. And of course now the RV won't start. He steps in the gas. Come on, Rick, step in the gas, but it's a dead car. And again, we mentioned this, he doesn't bash his head against the dashboard, which we all know works. And yep. Rick's sad that the car won't work as he sees in the rear view mirror, some more wolves sneaking up. And he just pulls out the machine gun and he just shoots them all through the RV. He's not fucking around. Fuck that. Yep. Okay. Those holes in the RV. So, uh, and uh, Rick's back. The car doesn't start. And Rick is sad. And basically that's the end of our episode. And we see next week is an all Morgan episode. And that's basically it. We see Michonne and her little group getting back to basically back to Alexandria. Daryl's back with uh, back on the plan. And, Yep, well that that's it from next till next week. Oh. But the funniest the funniest part of that whole thing was when Rick killed all the guys in the Winnebago. We get a great visual of him looking in the rearview mirror and seeing all the dead bodies on the back of the <laughs> Winnebago. 
it's just really fucking hilarious stuff on the side of yeah on the side of the truck and then like the final shot the big long shot of them all coming out of the uh out of the woods yeah that that's that's an awesome shot too and and there's another great shot long shot of when uh when abraham and sasha and and uh daryl are, are oh and finally i meet up together in the camera pans up and we see the massive horde that they still have on their tails and it's if anyone like was 30 one, or 40 of them it's thousands and thousands of them thousands of them. absolutely and johnny rico great point that rick also that i forgot to mention rick notices that one of the people that he kills has some of the applesauce from alexandria in his pocket and I love yep. the little subtlety of details that we've seen the applesauce before, so they bring that back. That's what they have one of the guys having taken. It's it's really yep, cool. It's, it's Aaron's applesauce. I fucking hate applesauce, man. I'm not going to eat your – if you don't eat the applesauce, I'm going to put a knife in the back of your fucking head. <laughs> you don't not eat the applesauce in that situation. And no, I hate this shit, but open up. You want to do the airplane for me? Let's, let's jump into the chat a little bit before we call it a night. Corey says, uh, Joe, I think he's crawling into the dumpster. I agree with you. I can't wait for Judith to die, says Lola Martin. Uh, Phil, yes, I will. I'll, or I'll message you either tonight or tomorrow, John. Derek Merlin says, great observation. Uh, Bill says, it was baby food. I thought, oh, it was baby food, not applesauce. Thank you. It was carrots. carrots, carrots yeah. keeps you, thank you, guys. Car carrot baby food. I thought it was applesauce, but it was carrot baby food, everyone seems to say. So, everybody, I guess this is as good a time as any, Joe. I guess we should call this a week. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but we will be back. I'll be back with Matt on Wednesday, and Joe and I either. Yeah, more Sopranos. Yeah, for more Soprano episode two. And Joe and I will be back on Friday afternoon or early evening, probably afternoon. To do Walking Dead episode nine. I mean, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Game of Thrones episode nine. So we'll be back a couple of times this week, and possibly we might do a quick recap after that. Do a do a do the weekly thing too. But I'm really eager to get into some Game of Thrones this week, Joe. So I th I'm thinking let's Me do. Some, I'm saying Friday. Let's do some. Let's do Game of Thrones instead of the weekly and, recap. And catch us streaming throughout the, out the week on the Dirty Issues Gaming channel. Yes, and make sure you catch it live because of YouTube's awful uh, copyright laws. A lot of the uh, streams after you post it are getting uh, copyright strikes and the audio is getting taken out on the last two ones because of I don't even know why. Because YouTube wants to do game. Not that I want to trash talk YouTube while we're, while we're trying to promote ourselves on YouTube. But they're doing this gaming thing and they're still copyright striking people. If you want to let people stream on gaming, you can't like you can't block out audio of their video when they're right, streaming. That's foolish. It's fucking assholes. Anyways, guys, it's time. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week. If you want to reach me, you can always email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. If you're still watching and you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the like button as well and share this video with a friend and help us grow. We really appreciate all the support you guys have brought us. You can also find the feeds to the audio podcast in the description below. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Dirty Locks. You can find me at I Got Issues Man. You can find us on Facebook, the Issues Program. You can find the Google community in the description below, too. We've reached our 100 members of that, which is really awesome. And as Joe mentioned earlier, please subscribe to Dirty Issues Gaming if you want to watch Joe streaming, and I'm going to be doing some streaming as well. 
And oh my gosh, bye John, bye Tom, bye Lola's, bye Apulia, bye Carl, bye Critch. Yes, Glenn died. Bite your tongue, Critchard. <laughs> Whoa, we love you. Thanks for another great recap. Phil, Joe, everybody in the chat. You guys in the chat, again, you are the best chat around. You fucking rule. We love you so much. We really do. It's great to be able to hang out with so many good friends every week and talk about the shows that we love. So oh, yeah. thank you, everybody. It's going to be a great year continuing. We got so much good stuff coming, especially in the winters. In the winter, once we get to win, we got Vikings and Better Call Saul coming back, too. It's going to be fun. So, yes, if you uh, haven't already, make sure you've subscribed. Have a good night, everybody. Talk to you soon. <laughs> I got all credit to my bit to my. Uh, Some asshole. Watch out. Some asshole named Phil. That's a good sounding ass. Thank you. you fuck. He's such a douchebag. <laughs> fuck that, Phil. With the, with the Fifon guitar? <laughs> Actually, no. It's uh, This song is all, uh, musically, it's all one guy. All one guy. All one guy, yeah. He's doing all the instruments. Every single one of them. Uh huh. Except for the congas and the vocals. Who is it? Mike. Mike Conley. Nice. Badass. Glenn, Glenn better call Saul. <laughs> oh, man. I... J John, you gotta figure, we got to figure out a way to make that happen. You should have scrolling credits. If we were using like Wirecast or something, we could. I don't know if Google Hangouts has that. Oh, that would be sweet. How could we do that? Yeah, scrolling credits. It's just you and me's names back and forth. It's like, Phil, Joe, Phil, Joe, Phil, Joe. Just keep typing it into the tag bar on the bottom. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> Glenn is dead, says Tom. Lola says, if you want to be my shit buddy, you have to apply. Yep, Lola, we're going to smoke a big bong of Phil. Yes, when I die... Tell Tell them the application consists of video. It's got to be a video application. Why you would be the best shit buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. And yes, we, you guys all have permission that when I, when and if, when and if, like I'm going to find the Fountain of Youth or the uh, Lazarus Pit. When I go, you have, you better smoke me. Good night, everybody.